0: For a, for a few.
1: What's your opinion on J. Cole's featureless
0: albums? Mm,
2: I'm all for them. I'm all for them. I don't think... Wait, his go
3: featureless ahead. albums you uh-huh. said?
2: Featureless albums. Okay.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah,
2: all yeah. for them. Because if I go in the lab and what I'm creating is what I'm creating, I don't... And, uh, honestly, where I, the era I'm from, Unless we in this situation and we connect and it just so Mm -hmm. happened that a song pop off together, we ain't got no fucking songs together. Yeah. You You see what I'm saying? Like that's the era I'm from. Like I've only rapped with niggas that we we was in the moment. We fin I like that. Right. I like this beat, you like this beat. We're gonna do this song. We might not even finish today, but we just came up with this idea together. We're gonna do this song because we fuck with it. You see what I'm saying? But it ain't no I won't I want to do a song with such and such. That ain't never happened in my life. I'm not from that era. You know what I mean? So if it wasn't organic, I don't right. need it. Right. So if J. Cole didn't come across a situation where the song organically fit the album that had people on it, I'm good with the with the featureless albums. Plus, his mm-hmm. albums are a statement from beginning to end, a lot like a Kendrick album. So they're they're pieces. More than a lot of people's album is more of a playlist. His album right. is a piece.
3: I, I'm glad you made that point. Yeah. So <clears throat> that's what we see too with uh, most new artists. The album, with the exception of maybe of, of a Travis Scott, right? Facts. Most Facts. people, most of the other artists, and I like even Roddy Rich album. I like his album. But Brandon Banks. It, but yeah, but it's still a playlist.
2: Mm, okay. Okay okay yeah like right, right yeah 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 for um,
3: sure but i'm glad you brought i'm glad that brought that up right because i'm cool with a cold featureless album because like you said it it usually like a Kendrick album is statements it tells a story from beginning to end and if you don't find someone that just organically fits within the paradigm of what you're doing mm-hmm. thematically at that time then i mean no need to force it because see here's a problem we have an artist a native north carol north carolinian who this recent album he put out is bad because he had so many features but the people that he has features with should should be hits really the song Mm. should go but they're so misplaced and the songs are so bad i don't know another (laughs) way to put it but i don't know if y'all heard the baby new album baby i did quavo followed by a future feature you know what I mean? Then he got yeah. he got Shanti and Megan the Stallion.
2: On the same song. On
3: the same song. Yeah. But like none of those songs, like to me, and this is another thing. To me, if you're going to have a feature particular of those caliber of artists, then as soon as I hear it, it should, I should, but it, it but should it sound like sound. a hit. It should sound like the song should be perfect.
1: But it, mm. it, it takes like, time to To me, he just threw
3: them up there for you know, the name talking about I Nipsey's feel like album. for streamers.
1: Nipsey's album, you know, as much as we are in the Pro Tools fly session over mm. era, Nipsey's album was done in a very old school, organic way. He went and sat down and worked with the producers. And when you listen to the to the Hell to the yeah. total document of music, you can feel the cohesion. You can feel how there was a singular creative mind, you know, working in these mm-hmm. different areas and bringing this masterpiece together. I think my opinion on the cold situation is, yeah, I'm, you you know, I you know I'ma get uh, to you. My opinion on the cold that. situation is the same as my opinion of the baby situation. <laughs> well, no, actually they're different. I feel like cold situation. Is hundred percent driven by business. Hmm. I don't think it's driven by artistic artistry. I I, I don't think artistry mm. is driving that car. I think it's a business decision. Mm. I think. Okay. I think Cole is smart enough to say, "If I Cole's you saying. and I just pay okay. for my beats, as this album streams, it ain't no split sheet."
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Split what?
2: Nowhere. And he's, he making some of the beats. <laughs> so the Nowhere. Of that
1: pie is and he making favorite.
2: the beats. Now him? do I think
1: that it prohibits Oof. his his artistic growth? Yeah. Absolutely. I think that I think it prohibits his growth. I think that because you think it prohibits the best his growth? features bring out different elements of an artist. I mean, let's go back. Let's run it back. Think of, think of Brooklyn's finest. You know, think of that. You know, the Biggie Jay Z collaborations. Mm-hmm. Think of, you you get it. You get a different glimpse at that artist because that artist has okay, to evolve okay. on that record okay. in the moment.
2: So, okay. Mm-hmm. So, what? Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Brooklyn. I
3: just wanted to say a quick thing. So I, I see. I. So I agree with what Dallas is saying, but my only, the, the only thing that I kind of would view different with the Cole situation, because I, I believe what you said for as far as the features it's a money thing, but I believe that J. Cole, because listen to his music, you know that he's a, you know, a real artist that's concerned about the quality of music, the messaging, the music, all of that. I think he's enough of an artist that if he felt mm. that a particular song Had a concept that he's trying to convey if that if it needed if he felt like it needed a feature I think he would definitely reach out and find the right person for that.
2: Okay Now I I believe he's enough of the
3: artist to do that.
2: Now I I, this is this the thing I, I like Alan I agree with what you're saying Dallas if in a normal situation And I had never thought about this before now when you ask me about j cole features i automatically put j cole mm-hmm. in current times and the way features are done currently you see what i'm saying i didn't i didn't throw him back to the most quality feature you could possibly have you know what I mean like so putting yourself in a situation where you got to do a song with the most quality person in of your era Will absolutely make you better. So I can see how not having fit features on your album would be prohibitive to his growth. I get that. Now, Alan, uh, we <clears throat> he's doing things behind the scenes that's just as how do I put it? I feel like they'll spur growth as well as doing a feature on his album will. I think he's taking care of that. Like he's exercising.
1: yeah, and, and mean, he's choosing I, artists I to exercise with, and, and, and they doing it on though, the
0: low.
2: You
1: know, talking about his you know artistry. I mean? I'm not saying that he he lacks artistry. I'm saying that J Cole would be a even right. Oh no, nah. a more advanced version of Cole now, and not to say he lacks advancement. I'm not taking a shot, but what I'm saying is when you when you when you hear right. those incredible, right, right? incredible features. I mean, the ones that, you know, T.I. and Andre 3000, sorry. Now, the way Tip was rapping on that, he didn't need Andre on that record, but he also knew that Andre was going to take that record to another place. And I think Cole is artistic enough, I, I know in my heart of hearts he is, that there are records that he does that he mm-hmm. absolutely hears other artists mm-hmm.
0: on. You see oh, yeah.
1: what I'm saying? So, 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 what stops him from pulling the trick? Oh yeah, yeah, for sure, I yeah. get that. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I absolutely. I, I, honestly, I honestly believe it's a business decision.
2: Yeah, yeah I get it. I get that. I, it, you know, what's funny is that's easier for me to believe than yeah. it being a. I, I, Art decision or a lack of confidence decision or anything like that. You know what I'm saying? Like I can see it being a business, especially when you break down when you think ain't about no split the splits. Sheet. After he's doing the production it's, and it's he's written honey. every single it's lyric. You
0: know what I mean? Like every,
2: that's that's every a different drew, level drew, of bread. Ain't no split drew, sheet. Let's, drew let's drew, get it. Me, you, and the publisher. I built myself up. You know I mean?
1: I'm to the point where people. Everything that, that I have can. A legitimate intrinsic yes, sir. Yes,
2: have.
1: sir. I want every. I want every iota, every brown buddy that can come my
2: way. Right. I'm I, I, absolutely I'm gonna say this and I hope I don't think he's gonna listen to it but I hope meds don't mind I'm gonna say it anyway um what you think Alan?
3: yeah I think you should
2: okay sure. he um he told us that him and Cole been doing a, a lyrical exercise and if, I, if you let me know after I tell you this Dallas if you think I need to cut it out but he told us after we did our episode that him and Cole been doing a lyrical exercise since summertime, and they'll pick a random beat and both of them will write to it, and then voice record themselves mm-hmm. spitting the yeah. verses, and send it to each other, basically like a battle. See, just sharpening each other. Right. Um. Mez let us hear what, what three of them shits that Cole had sent him.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Two or three. Mm. Hmm. <sighs> Insane,
2: Dallas. <laughs> Dallas. This nigga's Megatron, son. Yeah.
3: This
2: motherfucker's something else, bro. I always had a high respect for J. Cole, but nigga, you, cause <laughs> this nigga's <laughs> something else, bro. Yeah. He's something. He's something <laughs> to fuck else. Do you hear me? Cause. Cause, so when I say he's working and he's sharpening, Ish. even without those fil like those features, because like he's doing the work that those features would do for him. Yeah, bro. I tell you what. I tell you what. I tell you what. Well, well,
1: well what I'm saying is, I, uh, I would I would say if I hadn't heard the, that shit, I'm not saying if I hadn't heard it. Five, I'm saying that hopping on a record. And this kind of harkens back to to your wheelhouse, like hopping on the record with a person and recording it is akin mm-hmm. to doing the on the spot beat session. Yeah, I can sit back and pick my five best beats that I've ever done and send you a beat tape.
2: Yeah, I get it. But if you I say,
1: get it. I get it. Dallas, hey, I need you here to make this it. fucking beat. Just, like, just, like, right just like the situation was worse. <laughs> like, we we were sending the yeah, world everything it. that we did. But yeah, what did he it. say when it was go time? I get it. I know. I need y'all to come to Atlanta in the studio with the cameras on.
2: I need y'all to come to Atlanta. Yeah.
1: Hey, bro, we, yep. up, we burnt that bitch down. Um,
2: yep. And what we do, walk in <laughs> smoking cigars.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we yeah, we bought in. We burnt that bitch down. Them niggas, they, they, they niggas fact, like, yo, y'all niggas celebrating
2: on the baby way baby. in. We already up. know what it is. Shit! Oh my god, thank you so we much. We burnt that bitch down. Uh, I got it. I got it. I'll send, send it. Don't um, worry. But I got it. I, I got it somewhere in here. It's the, in the here somewhere. I got it. The purpose of feature
1: on the spot is okay. If you get your ass kicked, what does that do to you in regards to going back to the lab? And I, and I mean, and and, I, and don't get it twisted. I think Cole is immensely intelligent, right. Because he's right. not going to lose the battle publicly. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna lose the battle publicly, and I'm gonna make less money. Not yeah. a good business
2: decision. Mm. I feel
1: you. Yeah, fuck that. And, and no yeah, doubt, that. That it's yeah. Incredible yeah. as as a yeah, as a writer that. and as a lyricist, yeah, that's, right? that's and I hadn't even funny. heard the shit that you talking about. But I mean, that is yeah. that is understood. That is a given. But also, I think that Boy. there is a, I mean, for me personally, as a as a as a hip hop junkie or whatever, however you want to put it, there's a little like okay, people feature you on their albums, but you don't feature people on yours. Now, from a business perspective, I completely get it. And and I'm gonna transition and touch on mm-hmm. the baby real quick. I think the baby having all those features on his album mm. was not a business decision. I think it was an artistic decision because think about the role that what the do you baby think it
2: was a relationship made. decision?
1: This nigga been grinding, running up and down the east coast, going to events, spending promo bread. And not getting the love. So now that his first Mm -hmm. album, Blue, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: he got some major features. He's doing the album to get the love that he felt like he always deserved. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: No, I'm talking about the industry love. He's getting it now. but You don't think think he's getting the love? When, When me and you were in the studio and we talked about records. We would sit down and say, we want this mm-hmm. record to be with Jay-Z and this record to be with this person. So, let's fast forward and say, everything blows and all our dreams come true. If anybody's going nice. to do what the fuck they wanted to do, it's going to be you. And you're right. going to do it with whoever you had and how we You see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Ashanti on the record? Why did the baby get Ashanti on the that. record? Yeah, I get that. He I
2: get wanted that. it. Artistically,
1: as a person, I don't give a fuck what it sound like. I want
2: that he wanted I want that. pretty bitch on my radio. He wanted that shit. He didn't give a fuck. Years. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. I want it. Yep. Yep. And I'ma hug her and her mama. <laughs> yep. I understand. Because when you said when you said like if all our shit come true, what would I do? The reason writer's block existed is because I wanted to be able to make any fucking kind of music I wanted to make. From hip hop to R and B to jazz to whatever you see, what I'm saying. So my goal was to assemble a team that could do it. You know what I mean. So of course, if I mm-hmm. if I make it to a certain point, y'all niggas would be mad at me because I'll probably do a lot less hip hop than niggas want me to. Mm-hmm. So I get it. Yeah, I can't even. I had never thought about features. it from that perspective. I right. just thought it was a money play. It, all day. Yeah, because exactly. he don't have That's to, especially he for what he's writing. He's prolific; so, he can write
1: three verses like of that, that shit crazy with his eyes closed. Yeah. That, yeah, but that I'm saying, I'm not, I'm not trying to put words in anybody's mouth. That I'm saying that J Cole's album construction is a business decision, and the baby's album construction is an yeah. artistic decision. But art sometimes doesn't fucking work.
0: Yeah, <clears throat> yeah.
2: That's a fact. It sounds it sounds oxymoronic. But in the context of what we're talking it about, it, t- it makes total I mean, sense to yeah. me. You
1: look at some of the greatest nah, that's concept out. Either,
2: yeah, either they're incredible
1: cool. or they are complete ass. Like it ain't it ain't no in-between. Nobody makes a so so concept out.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And a lot of times, the, the product, Mm-mm. the inverse, I won't call it product, because on a product level, it mm-hmm. doesn't perform at all. Yeah. You know what I mean? But if you go listen to it artistically, it's probably yeah. pretty good. You see what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. so it's either going to be, it's going to be either or. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Shit. That, and I mean, that leads from everything all the way up to a to Butterfly.
3: I knew, yep. I knew you was gonna mention that. Yeah, Yeah, you knew it was coming. Right.
2: Yeah. So all the way up to to, the butterfly. Go ahead. No, no, no.
3: But I I was just going to say, and even if, and this is different ways to look at it, like he said it, it, the concert album is going to be great or it's going to be trash, but also it could be dope and just not be accepted because people aren't ready for that type of artistic expression from their artists right Mm. it like go over the head like it's a pimple butterfly but even to be honest even good kid mad city was like that like people like i I saw i saw when like kendrick really kind of popularity really 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 grew Mm -hmm. It, it was after good kid mad city people like um it was the um what came directly after, what was the next one? Pimper Butterfly. Mm-hmm. To Pimper Butterfly, between To Pimper Butterfly and Damn, he's through the roof popular.
0: Mm-hmm. But
3: people like kind of, like they did on Jay, that's my point, the reason I know they missed saying. out mm-hmm. on the crazy art that he gave up in Good Kid, Mad City. And you and I talked about that before, A. But it's the same thing with Jay. When Jay was asked what was his best album, I forgot what interview this was. I mean, it, this was after Blueprint. He was like, he said, reasonable doubt because he said it encompassed his whole life right. and expressed it in song and told a story.
0: Right.
2: Yeah, everybody, yeah, everybody's gonna be right. Hey, yeah, it's gonna be the best. You ever,
3: yeah, you're gonna give it your all, and everything that you had it's experienced, gonna be on that album. Now, through, now, the true uh, value you know, of the artist adopt is to your way of life, it's
1: gonna two. be on that album because now you're on the clock. Yep, now everybody's watching. You done know, threw your best punch, you done did your greatest hit yeah. album with yeah. all your greatest song concepts. Yeah, well, now you got to come with some, shit. Mm-hmm. and that's where you have a lot of the flops. And, and I, I'm just hoping and praying that the baby doesn't fall into that. Into that. I mean, yeah, but I mean, but that's what I'm saying. That Well, shit, this, there's a, this, this is his third product.
3: <laughs> right. This is the really third. Fourth, but like second technically, but yeah.
2: No, third technically.
3: No, 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 I'm sorry. No, no, no. I think it's his fourth because he was putting out projects before the last one. I think this was yeah, his fourth project. One. But like his second... One. Like yeah. you know, kind of
2: this is his third yeah, Kurt, third official album. Two. Yeah. This is yeah. his third official album. Mm-hmm. Baby on Kurt. Baby. Yes. Kurt. Six months after, this... Yeah. He dropped two last year. Yeah, he dropped two last year. He dropped Kurt at the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. I mean not Kurt at the beginning of the year. He dropped uh Baby on Baby at the mm-hmm. beginning of the year. And that's the one that had all the hits on it. Then he doubled back with Kurt at the end of the year, like October, November people accepted it, but it didn't have any hits that I can remember. And, and,
1: and that's where I think... The, and then he came the back with this one, and he said
2: he's dropping another one before the end of this year. Album crafting
1: is still a skill. I mean, you look at the 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 works that have resonated over time with us, specifically, even now. Like, let's talk about albums last year, right? I mean, those albums took time. Even Igor, you can listen to Igor and tell Igor mm-hmm. is not a micro. Just, just the mixing alone.
2: Hell no. Just, right. just, just yeah. the post production. He took his time.
0: Alone. Yeah,
2: that's a beautiful Astroworld piece
1: of music. Astro World was not microwave. Yep.
2: Yeah. Beautiful not piece microwave. of music. Yep. Right. So, mm-hmm. You know,
1: nah. as we get into this, I want to
2: drop capo, off. not microwave. Yeah
3: the magic happens when the business and the artistry is, like, connected or something
1: like that, I'm paraphrasing. Yeah, like, when, when, when there's almost, when you get to the point where you can't separate the two, like, you don't know where the line stops. So, perfect example, Jay-Z 444, you know what I'm saying? Like, he, he can't do that album without having the business structure that title provided him. He can't. I don't think with with the sampling, with everything that was done on that album, I don't think he can pull that off.
2: Okay. Mm-hmm. And okay.
1: to have the flexibility to literally create without having to answer to anybody,
2: pretty much. Right.
1: We got our most personal, engaging look at Jay Z that we ever got.
2: Right. Right. I agree.
1: Now, now was the was the the family controversy communicated for, for business to for hype purposes um i think that jay-z and beyonce are smart enough to create a conspiracy between the two of them um to make their albums more engaging lemonade and jay's stuff and
2: then the carters they got three whole albums out of this shit
1: right yep because and i mean
0: Solange.
2: Yes, lon has got a couple out of that, too.
1: You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But without that controversy, it's almost like the Usher Confessions thing. Right. Without the controversy, the album is not as engaging. That's a fact. Yeah. That's a so, fact. So where does the business line stop and the music line begin? Because artistically, it was a dope, creative album. But how much business was driving the choices that made that album incredible? I mean, that, to me, is the magic.
2: See, um, that's the word right there the magic because it's all it's all for lack of a better words smoke and mirrors mm-hmm. you see what i'm saying it's the 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 goal is to create something from an artistic perspective that's ultra authentic and then to be able to package that as a business and sell it as a commodity you know what i mean mm-hmm. um That's way too simplify the process. Make art, sell a commodity. That, that makes sense. make sense. Just gonna take some smoke and mirrors. It's gonna take creating a situation for us to create music around. Uh, and I think that lends itself to the to the sophomore jinx or the second album flop that you talked about before. Um, you need this content to create music. You need life experience. You need fuel. For the for the narrative, Mm -hmm. Uh, and that's funny because I think that's, and because I've always thought that that, not that it was contrived, but once they realized they had the opportunity, to capitalize on the the drama, they took full advantage of it. Yeah,
1: Mm -hmm. and I, I mean, just me personally, I don't believe that it's that it is to the extent that it has been communicated on records. I mean, I just I just don't. I think people hell love it. No. People love soap operas. And bro, you, you got to have something to sink your teeth into.
2: Bro, me and you both done dealt with women, several. And there's no way in hell you can convince me that you having that much drama <laughs> and y'all two niggas can go write about it and release music in the world <laughs> right. and solve it and be back in the same bed in the crib without killing each other. Then they, there's yeah. no way in hell that's not realistic. I don't give a fuck how much therapy y'all did. And, right.
1: and I mean, and, and not just and not just the the, the there has been no residual fallout.
2: Right. Ayala and Van Zant would have to be living in y'all house y'all <laughs>
1: <laughs> with a side of Nazareth. Like, you know, yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> with a side of Nazareth.
2: You better believe it.
1: Hmm. Yeah, man. But I mean, I I think that that's where, I think that that's where it really gets where you don't know. Just like you know, Outkast when they did when they did the Love Below and Speaker Box. like the talk was they're doing solo albums. Right. Okay. Was it really solo albums? It doesn't feel like solo albums. I mean, outside of Andre being a little left field with his shit, um, I really feel like it was hey. We're 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 gonna we're gonna make a we're gonna create a feeling and a narrative that we want to create separately, but mm-hmm. that shit ain't really real. Like they are still joined at the hip to this day. They put mm-hmm. music together. Big Boy dabbled in a couple projects, but you know no more than Andre did a couple of features. I mean, I honestly believe that the great albums have a story, not just within them, but behind them. Ahead of them. You know, there's, there's an anticipation. There's a feeling. Um, I don't know if Kanye's last album is going to be considered a great album. Um, but the narrative of Kanye's doing a gospel album completely changed people's perception of the album. Like, everybody forget that he just dropped a break. You know what I'm saying? Because he dropped a break. Um, prior to that. So I think that you know, when when we're, when we're looking at the game, you got to have a platform big enough to build a story for the album, to where people care, and then you got to
2: deliver with the art. Mm. That's a fact. Mm. Now, that's a fact. I, okay, that's a fact in my head from a certain perspective, right? Mm-hmm. That's a that's a fact. If you are an artist and you are signed and you have access to that level of audience. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. The elevation.
2: Right. So, so how does an artist that doesn't have that machine and is starting from the ground up approach that?
1: So from the ground up. So you, you talked about it when we first started talking about, you know, the streets and building your buzz. And by the time the label comes, get comes to get you, you already ready. Mm-hmm. They got to run along beside you. Well, that's the story being built. So, like, the baby's the perfect example. He built his story. Meaning, mm-hmm. he's been grinding. Everybody in Charlotte know him. Charlotte was a, for lack of a better term, unbreached market. Yeah. Um, so, all that was his story. And he created that story before the major got involved. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But it took him 10 years to do it. No slight, you know what I'm saying? Like Hell no. he better than anybody else in
2: North Carolina. No, it ain't Bye-bye. no slight. We know how long it takes, so to say it took 10 years for him to do it, that ain't no slight.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's... it's the story has to be constructed somehow, some way. Luckily for Post Malone, <laughs> he a white boy. Right. That's his story.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yep. The mean, funny thing right, is, what
2: right. you're you saying is dead true, bro, because yeah. that's what LeBron told us. Yeah, yeah, we need to, you, you get us a, story, a story, get us a, a story, and Eric come back. Told
1: me, like, and can I pick them or can I pick them? I'm gonna leave that where they said,
2: yeah, um, nigga, you can pick <laughs> them, yeah, hey, <laughs> hey, 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 for sure. I'm gonna tell Alan, gonna vouch for me when because he was like, I really don't know, you know, what I'm saying, like, how we you know, like what we're gonna talk about topic wise, you know, what I'm saying, because I don't know Dallas, so I gave him maybe a. It was probably, what, two minutes at tops of synopsis. Right. And, yeah. and one of the things that I ran down is that when Kanye's first album came out, you told me Jesus walks was a fucking hit. And I was like, there right. Yo, ain't you no way see. in the hell yeah. Jesus walks. And right now with niggas, it's going to be a hit in America. And you was like, nah, that shit a hit, bro. And lo and behold, you called it. Mm-hmm. So... Like, you know what I'm saying, like mm-hmm. that's the type of thinking and mind we talking about, so like you hear the hit, you know the music, mhm-, you see what I'm saying? Like if yeah. I know the music, you know the music, and I know I know the music. you see what yeah. I'm saying, So yeah. you know the music,
1: yeah yeah, man I, I, I and and I think you know even even talking about you know team building their relationships, I think you know we are talking about the, the business side of music, you have to have a team. That is united in goals, but flexible in methods. And I think that that's something that you can never be too good at. You got to have the goal at the front of your thinking. And if the goal is to make the most incredible music possible, okay, well, that is going to be different things to different people. So the flexibility Mm -hmm. is required to be able to cover those bases in the best way possible. The flip Mm -hmm. side of that is, you know, when you have differing goals, it makes it extremely difficult. And I think that everybody that struggled in you know as an independent had a team that did not have a unified vision. And a lot of times people don't even realize their vision isn't unified. But I think one of the things that helped make the baby successful Mm
0: -hmm. is he
1: had a bunch of experienced people around him.
0: Yep.
1: But Everybody was united in the goal.
0: Yep. When yep. they
2: were pushing the baby, that's all they were pushing.
0: Yep, yep,
2: that's a fact. And the rest now, of I'm gonna history, tell you the truth. Really. That's a fact. And and I think you've heard me say on this cast, Alan, that I think during those times, if if I had expressed what the what my vision was more clearly,
0: mm-hmm.
2: then then we wouldn't have been in the situation we were in. Right. Yeah. Said that my my wants time. and my wants and my not wants, my likes and my dislikes. You see what I'm saying? My desires and my lack, complete lack of desire for certain things. You see what I'm saying? Now I think yeah. I said that for sure. I I know I said it. You know what I mean? You did. Yeah. And you're right. You're right. Like that's that's the thing. Like you gotta the the entire team has to know that across the board. And when it changes, the entire team, team has to change direction. Rigid,
1: rigid, and rigid in principle, flexible in methods. And I mean, you know, that's that's something corporate America has taught me. You know, Mm. I can, I know what it looks like, what success looks like, and I know where where I want my team to end up. But how we get there, it might be a damn fifty-two fake out. I want to run a (laughs) thirteen dive. we done ran a couple of reverses in a fleet flipper. I mean,
0: <laughs> but,
1: yeah. but at the end of the day, nobody cares how you got there. As long as you didn't, you know, as long as you didn't damage your reputation in the process, you didn't do something immoral or, right, you know, whatever. Right, 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 Nobody cares how you get there, bro. Just get there. And I mean, that's something that I have had to walk away from somewhat is my idealism on the product side. Meaning... Okay, this is the target audience. Art doesn't work that way. I'm pretty sure that J Cole's leading fan is not who he who he set out and hell no,
2: hell when no. He,
1: when he started chasing his deal, nah, mm-hmm. nah.
2: That's the difference, though. I think that's the that's the understanding I think I have now that I didn't then is. Create the art, right, mm-hmm. with the artists that we have. Create the art and then figure out where that goes. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Figure out where, yeah. where where it belongs. Yeah,
1: and fig- figure out who is that ideal, that, exactly. that ideal, quote, unquote, customer, because right. that ideal customer is going to change. As your music changes, that customer is going to change.
2: Right. And and in and, and our situation, in, in any situation, if you create creating music, if you front if you frontload in the creation with what you think is wanted, you fucking up the end result. Like that that's something you said earlier in this conversation.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you fucking up the process. And if the process is fucked up, the product's gonna be fucked up. That's a fact. And <laughs> that's and, a fact. And, and and that's the thing. You can't and this I'm talking to Dallas right now. You 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 can't make music on an assembly line. Mm. You can't mm. say, okay, we're gonna use it's gonna be this style of beat, you know, this style of rapping. Yeah, we're gonna let them be individual, but here's here's the box. Mm-hmm. Because the main thing that comes out of that box is sterility. Mm. Everything that comes out of that box is fucking sterile.
3: Yeah,
1: and people might respect the business push. And they might even respect the product. But it's sterile. It ain't going to make no babies. It ain't going to goddamn mm-hmm. impregnate yeah. something else and grow intrinsically on its own.
2: There you go. It yeah, ain't going to be people out there wearing your t-shirts and you ain't even made no fucking t-shirts. Exactly. And that was
1: <laughs> right. that was my biggest mistake during that time was I, I 100% wanted to damn link and log this shit and god damn it hmm. you know what i'm saying like when we put this shit out this is the this the fan base we don't get to share of this fan base and a share of this right. fan base i'm thinking like an executive i was thinking like an executive that kills hip hop
2: right Ooh. but but nigga let me tell you something bro you got to have that person you just got to have balance you understand what i'm saying mm-hmm. you got to have that person we just didn't have the balance yeah yeah. You see what I'm saying? We just didn't know the information like the the rules you just gave us like, you know, uh rigid with fluidity, right? Mm-hmm. We just didn't have that yet. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We had the pieces, we had all of that. You know what I'm saying? We just didn't have we just didn't have everything we needed to do with it. You know what I'm saying? That's all. But yeah, it's like, cuz you wasn't wrong. In in the, in the way you were thinking, it was just like like you just said, it just needed some adjustments. Just like I wasn't wrong in what I was thinking, it just needed some adjustments. Yeah. Shit, all that compromise—that's what the fuck was necessary. Yeah, and and I mean,
1: just as a as a business lesson now, you know, as I, you know, talk to people and advise people, you know, when they have situations or ambitions or whatever, I I really really focus on the line. Then, what does winning look like to you? What does winning look like to anybody that you're involved with? Because you Mm -hmm. may have a team that is just, hey, you know it went into us, it's just making dope-ass music. And you'll be the fucking Roots. And there's nothing wrong with being the Roots. They're one of my favorite groups. But I think they're aligned in their goal. When they weren't aligned in their goal, i.e. Scott Storch, who was a member of the He dipped the fuck off. There you go. He he went on his way. Because he Mm -hmm. wasn't aligned with the team mission. And I think being able to establish that shit from day one and knowing, hey, this is what we want to do. This is how we're going to do it. And this is what matters. And this is what don't fucking matter. Having those ground rules and making sure everybody's engaged and bought in and invested in that is what drives the business aspect of it. Because anybody can generate art. I can give a two-year-old a piece of paper, and they can write on it, and somebody will call that shit art.
2: You better believe it.
1: Yeah. But how do you get to the business side mm -hmm. and the consumability and the authenticity that makes people want to eat this damn sandwich every day? When I wake up in the morning, what's the first thing that I play?
2: Right. That's the beautiful part, though. Like, people have to understand that. Like, that's why I said you wasn't on the right path. You wasn't on the wrong path. You wasn't wrong. Like, I I know you said, you know, like, you spoke about it as a regret. But you still have to understand that anybody can make art because that shit is subjective. Absolutely. Can you put together business? Mm-hmm. If you cannot, then creating art ain't worth a damn. No. I,
1: I I tell, you know, you know, I had, a you know, as young artists come and talk to me, I asked them what matters, you know what I'm saying? Like, what is your, what is your motivation? And they'd be like, yo, I just want to make dope shit. I said, well, mm-hmm. if you just like hearing yourself record, if you just like hearing your voice rap in the shower. Mm-hmm. it's free yeah. you got perfect yep. acoustics nobody's yep. gonna judge you it's, it's yep. an ideal situation but when you cross over and start doing this shit for real and taking food off the table and 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 having goals and and incorporating other people into what you're trying to do your value system has to adjust you have to understand what victory looks like and you cannot continue to make music if you're not at least breaking even.
2: You know who he need to talk to?
1: Yeah, I do. Okay, I do.
2: I know you.
3: Yeah, and it was <laughs> funny because one of my questions, <laughs> but, but both of you already touched on it. But one of the questions, not even necessarily for me, but for some of the our listeners that may be young, up and coming artists, I was going to ask you all to weigh in on the importance of understand the importance that the artist because there's mm-hmm. a lot of people that rap want to get on but they really but they don't have direction. They have hunger but they don't have direction or knowledge of the business or or the knowledge of how to go about getting to the end result that they're looking for. But what what I wanted you all to speak on the importance of the artist understanding music as a collaborative effort mm. and, and the importance of needing a team mm.
1: <laughs> y'all trying to be here 18 years <laughs>
0: um,
1: i think i think one of the critical components and i'm going to try not to go too 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 far with this but i think one of the critical components of success is everybody understanding what their role is and what they bring to the table. I think if you look at, you know, and I, I like using football teams as an, as an analogy for business because a football team is probably the most complicated team structure that you could possibly have. You have three different elements that do one specific thing. Within those each one of those three elements, you have specialists across the board, but it all requires teamwork. It all requires cohesion. It all requires everybody looking at the field the same way, reading the defense the same way, so you know the quarterback understands what the wide receiver is doing and the lineman understands what protection that they're going to have. When you don't have that alignment, when you don't have that that common vision and you don't put the work into that, because it's easy to say, hey, I want to make money off of music. Well, fuck, that's what everybody want to do. Right? I can't think of a personal life that would not like to make money off of music. Mm -hmm. But within that, there are a lot of details of how do you want to make your money? And that's when it gets real in regards to the alignment. Do you want to make it making beats? Okay, you want to make it making Mm -hmm. beats? What kind of beats do you want to make? You want to make R&B beats? You want to make power ballads. You wanna make hip-hop? Okay, you wanna make hip hop. What kind of hip hop you wanna make? You sampling? Is this boom bap? Is this some south trap shit? Is this some some regular East Coast, everything is played type shit, or you wanna be Dr. Dre? You until you have alignment with those key factors, you're going to struggle, you're going to waste money, you're going to waste people's time. But the most important and tragic thing that you can waste is your energy. Because this hip-hop shit, this music shit, any ambitious endeavor in life will suck the energy out of you until you win. Mm -hmm.
2: That's a fact. That's a fact, yo. That's a reoccurring yeah, thing. Reoccurring thing when this it shit... Will, it, will, yeah.
1: it will destroy your family. It will destroy your friendships. It will destroy your yep. brotherhood. It'll destroy your finances. Yep.
2: Your emotional, your emotional state.
1: state. Like, you know, yeah. think about... Think your about health, how Kanye it'll fuck you ...talks up. about how he... how ...his depression before he made it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Hell Yeah. What happens to Kanye if he he never popped? Bro, listen, man, let me tell you something straight up. Do you understand what kind of depression I was just coming out of when I met you? I know.
1: I mean, I didn't understand the extent, but I knew that. And I knew at the time that me and you started working together, you needed something to believe in.
2: Because I was, Yo. It was it was it was like yo, this shit is getting to the bad dog. Like that was a rough year. That was a rough year, because we had made it to the to the apex and nothing. So climbing that mountain, yo, that shit, any mountain you climb gonna take something yeah. out of you. Yeah. You know. So right, if you if you doing it and wasting your time, who and it's hard. That it's hard not to be yeah. doing it. It's hard not to be doing it and wasting your time and energy. It's it's
1: hard. It's hard, I mean, being ambitious is hard period, but chasing a, a dream that nobody else believes in, your yeah. family, you know, you know everybody talks about the odds, you know. What's the chances of you making it? Just that alone is a fight. that's a, yeah. that's a grind. That's 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 yep. going against A lot of things that are around you. So, I mean, you know, when people have that passion and they have that drive and they believe they have the talent, you have to insulate that against failure at all costs, whatever you can do. And that means Mm aligning your team, working on the vision. Okay, we just did this. How do we feel about what we just did? Do we feel like this was successful? Do we feel like this was good? Do we feel like this was a goal that we accomplished?
2: What's gonna be success before we even go we, into it?
1: Exactly. What does a win really look like? What do we consider yep. a win? Like for some teams, using the NFL analogy, some teams a win is going eight and eight.
2: Yep, five hundred.
1: For some teams
2: being for some teams
1: it's a our quarterback developed and we didn't get them hurt.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you're right but for some teams you're right.
1: anything less than win the Super Bowl is abject failure
2: the teams that are successful right. are
1: aligned in what their goals
2: are yeah and you just have to stay aligned that's the thing that yeah. you, you know that you don't know when you're young yeah. you see what I'm saying because you can get aligned yeah. early you see what I'm saying but then over time you have to you have to work at that alignment just like yeah, a you car. hitting a lot of rocks. In you gotta, road. damn right, you gotta get that bad boy. Alive. Yeah, yeah, man. This uh, this is a roadmap here. We need to charge. Need yeah, this this? I, yo, literally was gonna say we need to charge for this episode. <laughs> I literally was gonna say that.
0: <laughs> you
2: need to charge for real, but hey, that's the beauty of it. That's how I know it's it's, it's still things possible. You know. Well, I mean,
1: Uh, I I just don't. I don't believe in random. I don't believe in coincidence. I believe that everybody. Has been assembled and relates to each other for a reason. And there's an overarching purpose. And, you know, we have our we all have opinions on what that purpose may be. And we, you know, we put optimism into that purpose. But at the end (laughs) of the day, there's a purpose. And I think that it starts with. You know, being transparent and being as good to whoever that you work with as you can be. And sometimes being good to somebody saying, hey, bro, I feel what you're trying to do. And I'm I'm not with it."
2: That ain't it. Because
1: I mean, like, even me right now. Like, there's nothing that I'm invested in consistently musically. You know what I'm saying? Just because I haven't found the right situation right now. But that's... That's. I think that is the foundation of of everything that comes from that. It's having that good energy, you know, trying to point people in the best direction, being a, the best asset you can be, and then trusting the process.
0: Mhm. Mhm.
2: And that's the thing, yo. Is 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 when you say being the best asset you could be, right? I don't know how many times I've been over the last year to been talk, been been called an OG. And then over the last two weeks, been told I'm somebody's old head or OG. It's like, mm, okay. Sure.
0: You
2: know what I mean? But I, I get it. But the thing is, is, is in, in that context, some people were saying I was that when I was 20. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? I'm like, yo, that doesn't make any sense to me. But the responsibility is to make sure that I lay, like you said, be transparent. Lay the ideas out and see what we can do to help, and where we can plug some holes and and see what makes sense. Like I said earlier, I think this is before we even got on the thing, before we even cut the official recording on, is I figured out, I think I figured out what my purpose is.
0: Mm.
2: You know? And it might not be to make music, you know what I mean? But I do think it is to make music possible. Yeah. You know, and like you said, ain't nothing by mistake. We all here for this for a reason, and we align for a reason. Like I know you, I know Coop, I know Mills, I know AK, I know Ruse, I know Chris Charles. I know it's too many. It's too much brilliance around me for me not to be able to at least ask for help.
1: And I think that too. I think there's a there's a responsibility to anybody in any situation you're in to add value. If you add value and add positivity and everybody does that and you know, polices themselves to say, am I being positive? Am I adding value? Those two
0: quick, Mm -hmm. simple
1: questions will realign a whole lot of bullshit before I even bring it into the, into the collective or into the movement or into the conversation. I think that it is critical to do that. And you know, when you're talking about teens, you know, we dealing with 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 niggas rapping who who won off of the streets, who who don't just like just like I've always said, everybody, pretty much most people that did, did music, at least at the time we was doing it, was a crook or trying to not mm-hmm. be a crook. Sex. So, so you know, like I always said, the drug game is the same people, but the drug game keeps people honest, because if you jerk somebody, you can bust their motherfucking head. You
0: get fucked up.
1: If right. a DJ jerks you mm-hmm. facts. as an artist or a label or or whatever, and you whoop his ass, now you're blackball because you done fucked up yep. a DJ. So the rules, the, the characters yep. are the same, but the rules are different. But in order to have that business progression, you have to have a team that operates as business men. I ain't say be with no sucker shit, but what I am saying is when it's me and my business team, it has to be based around positivity and progression. We have to be pushing this forward, Mm. even if it's just a conversation. And when you Mm -hmm. do that consistently, that's where you get your alignment. That's where you get your growth. And that's ultimately what what creates the foundation for transcendence the fact that king mm-hmm. carter stopped rapping and really focused on the baby what did that do for the baby right who king carter was og charlotte before that.
2: Mm. but he saw the opportunity not necessarily the opportunity but he saw where the where it was in where, where, the, where the gap, gap was, was what needed
1: to happen And he focused Mm -hmm. on what needed to happen above how he wanted it to be. Because he won't rap for years just to say, I don't want to rap no more. I want to manage. Yeah, yeah. The baby don't blow without King Carter.
2: Mm. See, that's a name I don't know. I don't know King Carter. I know Arnold Taylor. But I don't know King Carter.
1: King Carter to me would be the the I want to say the Dane Dash, but uh way more way more polished than that. Yeah. Oh,
2: okay. okay. He's more the street face. Kind of like the is he the Coach not, K? Not, uh,
0: and,
1: and you know what? I don't know enough about their dynamic on on quality okay. quality control okay. side. Now I know Coach K is a you know, I was a fan of Coach K. I was saying that nigga beat tapes forever. Yeah,
2: that's why I asked. That's why I asked. I know we you was you was on Coach K. You was you had yeah, Coach I K, had K number.
1: I had him pay a long time ago, I just don't know how the yeah, dynamics then. fit together within QC now. Um, As far as what roles are being played, I know Coach K is the OG, but Coach K used to be really, really hands on with the artists from. A, beat perspective, a management perspective, road management, mm-hmm. all of that shit. And I'm certain that mm-hmm. he's transcended out of a lot of that now.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I was asking this King Carter more where Coach K is yeah. now. now I don't
1: and, and I don't know who's picking the beats on that team either. Like I, I, I don't know okay. how all that's fitting together, but I do know King Carter was an artist with campaigns and, and invested in his career for a long time. Um But that that wisdom that he attained was pivotal, because I didn't know the baby blue until after I knew King Carter had joined his team. Like, And there's a correlation there, I believe. I I don't think everything else happens without that alignment. So, I mean, I I continue to say the word alignment because, I mean, shit, within a household or a family, if you don't have alignment, you're going to have discord, you're not going to feel successful, you're not going to feel like you're winning. Well, let's talk about a business endeavor that, oh, hip hop is pretty much, you know, 80% at least of the music that we listen to and we idolize the culture and we, we feel like we deserve to be a part of the game from a, not just the, I participate, but I benefit from.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. That's a fact. Um, Ted, Alan, I have a question. Uh huh. Did I misrepresent who you was gonna be talking to on this call?
3: Oh man, <laughs> <laughs> you did.
2: I think I gave Are you. Did. Did. I gave you a good synopsis of who you was dealing with. There. You gave me a good synopsis. Okay, I thought I did. I thought I did a good you job. You gave
3: me a good synopsis. Yeah. No, okay, cool. cool. But uh, we got to have another conversation with him, though. (laughs) Soon. Like, two weeks can't go by and we don't do another podcast with this man. Hey, man. (laughs) He might be back by popular demand by the Futane clan.
2: Hey, man. Come on, cars. That's what I'm trying to tell you. I mean, I already knew what it was. I just, you know. I used to jewel. Yeah, it's a fact. It's a fact. And, And this is what I knew day one in the warehouse. In that cold ass warehouse, that first conversation. I said this nigga didn't know something.
0: He might yeah. not,
2: he might not know shit, but he knows something. You feel me? Because there's a difference. Like you didn't know what we was no, getting ready to do. You see what I'm saying? You didn't know we was getting, but I understood that you knew something inherently, like you know something. You, you know, you know, you get that feel from niggas. Some niggas be wise, yo. And I've been called wise. I know a wise nigga when I see one. I might not really be wise. You know, I might just be able to talk my shit. There's a difference. <laughs> uh, I mean,
1: from from my perspective, I mean, as I talk about, you know, the, the being in a place where you grow. And I mean, I don't even know what you call that. You know what I'm saying? Like some people call it mentorship. Some people call it, you know, whatever. But I, I honestly believe that, you know, great things come from from challenging conditions and I learned more about business and life and about myself in those years that we were, that we were pushing, then I probably learned in the last 10 years because there was a lot of discomfort and not just discomfort, but mm-hmm. I felt like, and I still do, like it was a safe place to, to fail. It was a safe place to say, this is mm-hmm. what i believe and i'm gonna dig my heels in and if i'm wrong i trust the people around yep. me to fail
2: productively
1: yep. if that yep. makes any sense
2: that's a um, fact it makes all the sense yeah. to a nigga that was there with you i don't know i don't know if it makes yeah. sense to the people hearing it but to somebody that was in the foxhole with you you see what i'm saying it makes all the sense like yo if we well it would it, it, i can't even think about it as failure at any point you see what I'm saying? Because there was no such thing as failure. Like, we went into New York and saw the thing that said there is no end to taking over, and I believe you yeah, got, I got the it. tattoo, and I know I do. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So, it's like, we that's why I'm saying it was like we was locked in. When you that locked in and you got that much belief in, in the people beside you and yourself, you know what I mean? The people beside yeah. you give you that extra belief in yourself. It's like, yo, you can't really be stopped. Unless you mm-hmm. don't take care of business the way, in, in a lot of the ways that, that Dallas outlined, you know what I'm saying, earlier in the conversation. You said I'm staying aligned, rechecking your alignment, you know what I mean? Like these things and working at that alignment and, and having that positive outlook and that positive direction, you know what I mean? And knowing that you wanted a positive outcome and being positive in it, not being on no fuckboy shit, you know what I mean? Like, you know, I mean, yeah, all yeah, that shit matters. matters. I mean,
1: as you and, and and when I talk about failure, I think it's because I mean even now when I look at you know some of the endeavors that I've that I've taken on some of the things that I've done, I mean I look at a lot of great things that we did. You know we we, we made we made more money <laughs> than any mm-hmm. other producer that I know independently without a
2: without a major deal um, without. Yeah, I will agree with that. I'll agree with that. Hell yeah! I I think about that shit before. (laughs) (laughs)
1: but I mean, my overarching goal, like making the money, was a step in the process. But my overarching goal was, you know, like the first time I heard you play beats on that motherfucking train keyboard hooked up to that receiver in your bedroom, Mm -hmm. I'll never forget. (laughs) My goal was to make sure that the talent was being served in the right way from the perspective of are you winning is this what you're doing at the level that you want to do it and getting what you need to get to do it financially and are we changing lives and and i mean for me personally that goal hasn't changed Anybody that I associate with, if you work for me, if you work with me, mm-hmm. like my my personal goal is changing lives through professional success, and that's where I feel like my greatest failure was. I mean, there was some in- incremental, um, some incremental changes, but I always felt like Ave and AK should be doing music full time, and that was my job to make sure Ave and AK were doing music full time. So anything that that Was contrary to that goal, I couldn't take it well, you know, Um, and I didn't handle it in the best way, because that goal is intrinsic. Like that's who I am. I want.
2: Nigga, if we could go back twenty five years, twenty years, (laughs) dog. God damn, I wish I had a fucking time machine. If I had a time
1: machine, I'm going back to that house with DJ Mustard there, and I'm doing the whole fucking album, bro. (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah, I feel you, there. I feel that. So, uh, I ain't gonna front though. if I had the time and shit. I'm definitely going back <laughs> earlier than that because we gonna get this again. We gonna we gonna take another run at this because I know some shit this time. Like, fuck. But even talking about mustard and
1: YG, nah. you know when I met them, mustard was fine letting YG be the guy. They were, they were fucking alive. Yeah. And then you look at them both being successful now. Exactly. Like. They were aligned, yep. and even when they had differences, yep. they aligned to resolve the difference. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah, that's right. Like that's right. That's so right. What For I sure. Them sitting in my For crib sure. To when Mustard won't get no love, he he goes sits in the truck. He got his laptop. But he cooking up. He don't give a fuck. Cause he like if they fucking with YG, right. they fucking with me. It's all right.
2: They don't even know it, it exactly. Was, yep.
1: That's that's something that's and I'm 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 about to get on my, my my local soapbox. That's something that North Carolina niggas have never had, with the exception of Talk the baby. And everybody look at the baby and be like, why did the baby pop? Because he's got alignment in his fucking team. He's got everybody in his circle that is the best at what they do, doing what they do better than they've ever done. And they're aligned. And that's it. Talk to him. The baby, I mean, I ain't hating, but he ain't better than a lot of the motherfuckers I know.
2: Working rap, no. Hell no. He, he can rap, rap but he niggas. ain't
0: better than niggas. Like that's crazy. Yeah, All as well. he had like, was now, a he
1: team with an aligned vision and everybody playing their part.
2: Mm-hmm. I'm with that. Yo, nigga, yeah. yes, uh yeah I mean, shit, this' the business music don't give a fuck yeah, it's the business music this couldn't have been a better business music conversation if I'd have asked before. yeah we, yeah, and what's crazy is For real
1: most great businesses that are hugely successful, they don't focus on product, they don't focus on sales, they focus on their mission people and
2: mm-hmm. so like okay Apple okay,
1: doesn't push the fact that they sell computers. When was the last time you saw an Apple commercial Mm-mm. that they talked about the computer being with the price of the computer or the price of the iPad?
2: Mm-hmm. Nope. Nope. I can tell you that. Apple is all features. Exactly. Uh, it's all benefits. Apple sales
1: a revolution <clears throat> that our computer is an extension mm-hmm. of our re- revolution. They have a purpose and they have exactly. a mission outside of the product. Now, part of that revolution Exactly. It's
2: to enrich exactly. lives.
1: Through their products. So any business that you mm-hmm. that you form, if it's focused on the the, the sale, the transactional piece of it, you're going to be spreadsheet business. I'm either going to buy your shit because it's the cheapest or because it's the most convenient. I'm not buying it because it's what I w- really want. People want things that give them right. value.
2: Right. And Apple and Apple is one of them things that did that. That's why when yeah. I worked there, you didn't make no commission. Because people came in knowing what the value was. I didn't create mm-hmm. the value. You were providing
1: the service. One yeah. You
2: know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I was providing a service. And that's the same thing music needs to be. Not necessarily the service part of it, mm-hmm. but it needs to be and the, the value,
1: value in art mm-hmm. is how it makes you feel. Yep. What's crazy is you know, you go back and you listen to Thug Motivation 101 and you listen to the album, mm-hmm. you don't really hear no singles. Like the, the, the nah, whole the thing whole is thing the only song that single. was composed to be a single, <laughs> which was a swing, was My Hood. He tried to make a hit. But nobody gives yeah. a fuck about that song. Nobody listens to that shit. Mm-hmm. Unless you're just playing the shit straight Nobody. Through. But what you do remember is how you felt listening to that shit facts and that is the commodity that, that that's that fact. hip-hop music overarching but hip-hop provides and if you're not providing the value of making the person feel a certain way bro the shit ain't gonna work and that's why you can't do sterile music that's why it can't be so regimented and formatted that it, it's not fertile because you have to implant mm-hmm. feelings in people and you can't do that shit painting by
0: numbers. Yeah. Mm. Uh-uh. Mm. Uh-uh.
2: Mm. Yeah. I'm just thinking, like, I know you can't do it painting by numbers. This is the, this is the, this is gonna be a callback to what we talked about earlier. You can't do it painting by numbers. <clears throat> so that means we gotta either have the right execs in there going forward or from the outside in independently, we just gonna have to, we is like the people is gonna have to make sure that what you just said stays alive. Cause that's not what they doing inside the buildings. It don't sound like what they trying to do. There may be two buildings that's doing that and that's TDE and rock nation and rock nation, not even totally. Rot Nation just gives you the leeway to do it. That's not what they're doing. Mm,
0: yeah.
2: You, you see what I mean? Like, Rot Nation will give you the leeway to be art. T T V E understands how to mm. commoditize yeah. art. Commodit- you know what I'm saying? Commoditize well, art.
1: You know, I think Sis is a, a perfect example. It just allowed her to grow. And. And, and kept her exactly. All this making the hottest records, which don't happen if she's not doing features, Um, by the way. Uh, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I hear, but, I hear you. I hear you. And what's I crazy you. is you look at her development and her blowing through the roof. Like, Sils ain't did shit,
2: shit since.
1: She done chilling.
2: Nah, not a thing. Yeah. She, one song. And that was on Black Panther, but the beauty mm-hmm. is that see that's the business part though. She been chilling since, but the but the business part is they place mm-hmm. one song perfectly. You see what I'm saying it was, to continue it was that run. For her. Um, yeah, it was growth oh, for her. exponential growth. Yeah, I mean, a sound. A I mean, soundtrack?
1: artistically, I mean, I feel like she grew between Control and that song. Um, but that's that's the point that I'm that I think is so critical for us to understand labels have a responsibility to house artists, not just I'm trying to sell your shit. This is your safe place.
2: Mm -hmm. This is the Medici conversation that Kanye was having. You know what I mean? This is the conversation that started this podcast. As a matter of fact, you remember that Ella? Yeah, I do. You yeah. see what I'm saying? That that artists need a house. The Medici yeah. created a safe space, a house for uh, Leonardo da Vinci, so that he could create, or Michelangelo. I can't remember which one. Probably Michelangelo to create the art that he created. Mm-hmm. They funded his life so that he could do that. Mm-hmm. That's what labels are supposed to be. They're supposed to be the safe space so that artists can create art, and then we can use that to sell. And then we use we are in the intermediaries that you know do that for the artists because they're not business people. So that they can like you said, even AK can be in there making beats. You see what I'm yeah. saying? Like, nigga, you was the Medici. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. trying to create a, a safe space. space
1: to create and <clears throat> and to and to have what you need while creating. And no doubt adversity builds character and shit yeah. like that but I know me. I know when I had to go to court for child support because my bread was fucked up because I was making music full-time. That didn't that didn't help me create my best work. <laughs> you know what I'm saying?
0: Like, I'm trying to tell you. I, I, know. I know, nigga. In
1: the studio, the other mind in the street because I got I to gotta have this money by tomorrow morning. Um, so, I mean, I think that that's Damn critical right. and I think that artists have to be humble enough and understand their value with aligning with the house. So, any house has rules. I lived in my mama's house, you know, she mm-hmm. paid for the shit. She made sure it was food on the table. Okay. Well, here are the rules. These are the things you have to do. I think that artists have to understand that too
0: mm-hmm. and
1: understand how valuable the partnership is of people that are investing in you in and helping you have a lifeline for your music, even if they're not paying you paying your bills, if they're even helping you with the getting the music done and out. That's why I think that it's important yep. from mm-hmm. a label perspective to yep. keep to keep studio notes. And it's something that I've never been good at, of the billing for the artist. And not to say I'm holding this over your head, but for the artist to understand that, okay, if I charge you $50 an hour for studio time and you know $30 an hour for engineering. And you record a twelve hours all night, and you fuck off for for eight of those hours. This is the this is the expense and the investment of the label into you. And I've never and I never understood the value of that. I felt mm-hmm. like it was petty when I was working with a lot of artists, but I think it's very valuable to say, "Look, this is what the house is providing. This is what we're bringing to the table."
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You. You know, what I what I think, I don't, I understand why you felt like it was petty and why you wouldn't do it. You see what I'm saying? I, I totally get that. But what I think happens is people mm-hmm. feel that way, right? And then when the artist gets to a certain point and they don't, and, and it's owed back and they don't understand why it needs to be paid back. You yeah. see what I mean? That's where you have the conflict. Because once the money starts, because right at, at a certain point there is no money coming in and you're doing this and it's petty to let them know you're doing it but when the money starts coming in I need mm-hmm. it because I've been doing this you see what I'm saying so I think you're right you gotta let them know up front this is what it's going every time you come in and record yeah. it's this much I'm
1: not even record you being in the studio I'm gonna, I'm gonna if you're having a session whether you're recording there you go or
2: not. in the studio
1: if you're writing
2: yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, See, that's the crazy shit. Okay, okay, okay. Let me step in there real quick. If your ass is well, painting yeah. the right,
1: you're but that But that forces the artist to think differently. I mean, you know,
2: we had a lot of
1: artists that we worked with that wanted to write in the studio.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think, I, I know. I think that's a vibe thing. I think that's TV. Yeah, I think that's videos. I think that's movies. I don't think that's realistic. I think people do it now. I think that's a label's way. I think that's been okay. And if it wasn't the movies, if it ain't a vibe thing, if it ain't TV, I think that's the label's way of putting their hooks into you. Because your ass don't know that you having to pay for all this. So all of this time that you are you creating a habit of creating in the studio. So you creating mm-hmm. a habit of owing or the label
1: money. Spending more to create the same product. But then again, is it is
2: it a product or is it art? <laughs> well, hell, it's, it's a... Okay, it, it might be art to you, it's, but it's a product at the end of the day. I'm, no, it is, because they're going to try to sell it, yeah, and if it's not a yeah, good enough product, you get dropped. because so, they're going to try to sell it. I don't give a fuck what you make. Either they're going to try to sell it or they're not. So either it's a product or it's not. And if it's not, you lost your deal. You know what I mean? So, But e- at, at, at any rate, I shouldn't pay you. I should pay you to record my shit. I ain't no where in the fuck I'm going to pay you to create it. I'm not going to pay you for my thinking time. My thinking time is mine. Give me that beat tape. Give me that beat, fool. It's a full-time jack move. <laughs> And I'm going to take this to the house. <laughs> you know what I mean? And we're going to write my little heart out. And we're going to come back and try it on your on, yeah. on, on paid time. But that writing in the studio, niggas need to let that shit go. I talked to my young boy. I was like, yo, I hope to God you're not writing in the studio. He was like, nah, bro. When I get to the studio, I think I got my shit memorized. I'm like, that's what the fuck I'm talking about, nigga. Because that, that's how we did it. You ain't sure. You show up with paper. You lunch. <laughs> yeah. You supposed to know that shit, and and you don't need no punches. What the fuck don't is you punching much, in?
3: Yeah, and we don't. uh didn't have that much money. We didn't have the leisure, no, to be writing in the studio. We got the studio. <laughs> it was strictly recorded. We had to know the whole
1: song. You right. weren't take taking them boys.
2: let ready to
0: go.
1: Hey.
2: <laughs> yes, Lord. That's what we used to do. That's what. That's matter of fact. The first time Alan recorded his first song with me, did you want yeah. to take it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure I did. Yeah, I know you did because you recorded that motherfucker. parts Yeah, you you did it at the part, didn't you? Yeah. Then you one took it.
3: One no other way. You want no other way to do it. So I knew when I came, I had to be prepared.
2: <laughs> there you go. You recording the Kisses Apart. You doing this shit in one take. I'm talking about the hook and everything. All of it. The whole mm-hmm, song. Mm-hmm. The whole song. So you know, budgets, budgets. See, that's the thing. I probably should have wanted to run a label. Well, you know what I mean, but I just never I had think the desire. Business-driven
1: labels have always outperformed, of course, artist-driven labels and executive-driven labels, as far as the balance and yeah. yeah, the artistic development yeah. of
0: mm-hmm. of
1: of of the roster. I mean, you look at Good Music. I mean, relatively small label. Do do we know any business people on Good Music besides you know the people who discover Kanye? Um, but you look at John Legend's right. career, you look at Big Sean's career, they have punched above their weight class as far as artists the whole time.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you think Big I Sean mean, punching above his about, weight
0: class? I, I'm,
1: and, and, I, and I hate to sound fucked up, but it's going to sound fucked up. Like, Big, Big Sean Let's go He can rap, And I enjoy him Like I'm a Big Sean yeah. fan yeah. I have
2: But what about him Yeah but I understand What you're saying I'm with you Nothing Right So he <laughs> That's nothing. He's per- I'm with like, you Nothing Big Sean
1: Nothing Is wholly a testament Of the power Of a producer
2: Driven label Right. I didn't disagree. I just wanted you to explain. It, it was funny to me to hear it. Cause mean that's <laughs> that's why I laugh like that. It was funny I mean, for to me big... to hear it. But like, you know, cause I say that shit, but people are like yo, big shot. He's nice. Like, but if you were nothing. Kanye and no idea no from smart. working with him,
1: he's fucking tiger. You don't have no deal. If that. Ooh. Yeah, probably. Nah he yeah,
0: ain't
2: He's right. less Cause cause, cause Tiger yeah. went out And ate on his own He found his own lane And went out and ate Over time It took him a while But he I'm, And I'm not saying Tiger is nowhere yeah, but near He wouldn't have been he, he wouldn't it's He would right. We just we're talking successful about
1: successful Than Big Sean with, Exactly In the marketplace That's what I'm talking We're talking about In
2: the marketplace
1: That nurturing environment That good music provided and Kanye gave him exceptional tools, right. and Kanye did not. Kanye has been a producer running good music, and not an artist running good music. Which you would think with Kanye's quote-unquote ego,
0: mm-hmm.
1: that wouldn't be the case. But he's a hundred percent producer-driven label with them dudes. John Legend's music, fucking pushy T, shit, yeah, like he let them
2: be artists. Yeah. I would yeah, you're right. I think I guess I would imagine that's how he would do it though. Being a being a being a person that came from mm-hmm. rapping and, and making beats, I that part of it made sense to me. You see what I'm saying? Because it's like if you rap and make yeah. beats, you always a producer before you a rapper. Cause you gotta make the beat before you can rap on it. So either way it's yeah. gonna be a producer driven label. Before you get to the artist driven. So that part of it made sense to me. Um but yeah, you're right. I whew. Sean, that shit tickled me though. And and <laughs> that tickled me. Sean is always punched above his weight class and and, and with anybody other than Kanye. John Legend is fucking. John Legend doesn't have a career.
1: <laughs> He's fucking singing in lounges, bro. With Lou his Rolls. jacket
2: on. He's fucking Lou Rose. Exactly. He's Lou Rose, fam. And he ain't doesn't have in a career. He don't have Kanye. a career. without. I mean,
1: without Kanye. Kanye, you don't get Daytona. Like, I mean, bro, like. And that's the genius in Kanye that. I mean, the life of Pablo to me is like one of the like the greatest albums of of my generation i'm, I'm gonna jump out right there and i'm gonna say that and i feel like that because i didn't listen to that album because of the controversy for like six months after it came out because i really didn't want to hear it. i was like man all this hype and bullshit whatever and i went back and listened to it and that's something that i've kind of gravitated more to is listen to albums outside of the album hype um mm-hmm. And when I listen to that album, mm-hmm. I haven't had... I've never heard a document of music that was club, strip club, radio, and church all at the same time. Spiritual. And it's organic.
2: Yep. Yeah. yeah. I ain't Famous. Gonna lie, man. Yeah, it's there. He did it. Yeah. It's a tapestry. Mm-hmm. It's so, a tapestry. Yeah. To, it's a tapestry. To be able yeah.
1: to have somebody who can deliver that artistically... And guide careers of a diverse set of artists, like none of them dudes are the same. Nobody on good music is the same. Like even mm-hmm. Tiana Taylor's out. Like to be able to guide all that and let artists be artists. Oh, and I'm gonna produce all the Daytona. Like, I I don't know if there's anybody in our generation. That can be Quincy and Michael at the same time. Mm. Now he ain't delivered the thriller. Mm-hmm. I get his what you're sheet, but I, I don't think those I don't <laughs> think those artists have the talent yeah. to deliver a
0: thriller. I, he yeah. he
2: yeah, ain't delivered the own. thriller. We say outside, I like outside of Michael his
1: Pablo own. is
2: okay, okay,
1: okay. Everybody loves that. Like, Dark I, I don't get I love that shit. I love that
2: shit. Dark twisted fantasy shit. is thriller. Yeah, but that
1: damn Life of Pablo
2: man. That just a fucking headache, bro. That shit is a fucking headache. Yeah, Life bro. of Pablo is beautiful. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's it's beautiful. Twisted fantasy though is is different. It's like it's something else. It's something that hip hop. I don't think hip hop is. It's a. It's a. Uh, to me. It's equivalent to uh, damn and mm-hmm. get rich.
0: Yeah, you see what but I'm saying? Like I it's think, it's, it's a what,
2: it's a moment.
1: I think the darkness and not 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 trying to be uh not not trying to uh, not trying to be slick with it, but the darkness on dark twisted fantasy, the thematic darkness. I think it provides a different it resonates mm-hmm. different when you listen to it. If you pop the singles out, meaning if you go back and you play all of the lights and you know the singles from their project power or whatever, like they bang, but they don't bang like they bang when you play the album. Mm-hmm.
2: That's why I like the album more. That's why yeah. I like that's why I like the album more. You see what I'm saying because the the singles work you know what I mean if you pluck them out, they work as singles. But if you put yeah. them into the project, they activate. It, it's a lot like Good Kid Mad City to me. I think the singles on Good Kid Mad Mad yeah. City work a little bit more. You see what I'm saying? They work a little bit more, but when you plug them into the album, they activate and they, they serve a purpose. So I think that's why I kind of like those joints more. Um and Pablo, I don't think has that that variable to me. Like the tapestry part of it, see, okay. but you talking to a nigga that love jesus so so you can't like Pablo. I love it, you know what I mean? Dark twisted fantasy, I love it. I love jesus the, the 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 gap Straight to me was that, 808s. Man. I didn't love that because I yeah, but I I see I I yeah. didn't love it because I wasn't ready for the switch. But by the time Yeezus came, I understood him. I was ready for the switch. Mm-hmm. Going back and listening to 808s, I get it. It's beautiful. Masterpiece. You see what I'm saying? Like, it's, I don't know that Kanye does albums that ain't masterpieces. I don't think uh, Ye is a masterpiece because I think there was too much going on around Ye for him to focus enough to make a yes masterpiece for himself. I don't think it was a yeah, brick like I, I you thought like it was. It I just don't a, think it has any singles.
0: I
1: feel like it is a cinder block. Okay. I don't think nothing so with Ghost Town like on it can be a center block. Quality of that?
2: Well, that ain't the only thing I love on it, but I don't think anything with Ghost Town on it can be a, a block. Like Ghost Town is one of the most beautiful songs I ever heard.
1: Yeah. Like, so do, like, you, like, do you like, like that, that shit? that shit is crazy like, to like, me? Um, Kids, can see ghosts.
2: Okay. Well, I agree there. No. Kissy ghosts is fucking. No, I like <laughs> Kissy goes way better.
0: Yeah,
2: way better. Like in my in my opinion, the order is Daytona, Kissy goes, Yay Tiana. Yeah, Nas shit was ass.
1: Absolutely,
3: and Nas nah last. That,
2: how how are you? How are you? That uh, <laughs> right. Yeah. So you that's my like, order. I you see, what I'm saying. Hmm. Nah, that's not his fault. It's Kanye. It's Kanye's energy. It's Kanye's energy. Kanye did that. The producer's always at fault. You turn in a bad album, the producers at fault. You understand what I'm saying? You so, turn in a bad album produced by one person, wow. it's the producer's fault.
1: I, I wholly feel like it's Nas's fault. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I know me too. <laughs> I do too.
2: <laughs> See, we
3: I did did a whole podcast. We did a about whole it.
2: podcast about <laughs> <it>. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't I don't feel like this I, I if you come in the lab with me. Right, and you're a great rapper, and I let you leave but there with a bad album. Thing, it's not I'm your about fault. to say
1: something. This might be hip hop motherfucking blasphemy when I... I think Come that it shows Nazis <laughs> limitations as a rapper. I feel like that was his and I mean I'm not gonna say his only shot, because we can go back to it was written and he's had the, the sonic landscape to create a classic outside. of...
3: Yeah. Uh, okay.
2: I think the, con- the I think it's. I think it's con- sonic landscape to create, no, create a classic. That's what I was, was going to say. I don't think outside he's had the BL landscape Matt, to create a classic since then.
1: Undoubtedly is a classic because right. he took Queens. Yeah. And Brooklyn rap styles and married them seamlessly in a way that nobody has ever really been able to do mm. before. Not even him.
2: Cause. Talk to me about that. Did he, did he, okay. So, so Alan, do you talk to me, Alan, how you feel about that? Him marrying Queens and Brooklyn rap styles so seamlessly. Cause I had never heard that opinion. Queens and Brooklyn being married by Nas.
3: No, I hadn't, but I, 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 but I, I agree with it. I agree with it. I, I agree with that. Um, because when you look at who, who, who's coming out of, all right, G Rap, right? Who, who we say is one of the forerunners of Nas style? Absolutely. All uh, right, he's from Corona, Queens. But another in- influence, okay, and then of course Rakim,
0: mm-hmm. Long Island, he's mm-hmm. is close
3: to Queens. All uh, right, but then you have Big Daddy Kane, mm-hmm. Brooklyn.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: I you can where is OC can, from? Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So you can see all of those, okay. and I feel like. You can see you can see him utilizing all of those. I can see, okay. And especially in terms of the street the storytelling. Telling. The storyteller vibe. It, 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 is yeah. Cool. Yeah. You know I mean like New York, New York, New York state of mind uh, is yeah. New York State of yeah. Mind. That's a Brooklyn thing, kind of mm-hmm. honestly.
2: Yeah, I get yeah, um, for sure. I because you're the Nas guy, I asked you that's why right, I right, know what right. you right. thought, you know yeah, what
3: I mean? yeah, 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 yeah. So I, I really feel like that. But the only but so I, I want you to finish going and making your point, but I was kind of disturbed that you, uh, well, uh, no, kind don't of get it, was twist, saying it was, was written, written it was wasn't it was the written.
1: classic, <laughs> but go ahead. But it was written <laughs> was not what it was supposed to be for Nas's career.
0: You you, you <laughs> yeah, because
1: of the trap. Oh,
3: like <laughs> okay, okay. That <like, laughs> <it> was written,
1: <laughs> what's supposed to be the
0: transition trans-
1: album, the where Nas left everybody in the dust. You got Dre, you had everybody on that bitch that you wanted. You got Lauren Hill with a classic yeah, You
2: got Lauren a Hill, a fucking
1: Dre. song concept.
3: Yeah,
2: that's true. That, that's true.
3: He knocked. They knocked it out the park. So what, what was so what did what did you think was supposed to come out of? Because you said it wasn't that type of, it wasn't the right album, I guess, for his career, or did it didn't do? What I mean, it I don't feel like Nas what, like I'm so I don't, like. What do you
1: mean? Nas Nas <laughs> Nas is considered the best rapper as far as a as a okay who raps the best, but not the best rapper. You feel me? Yeah. And, and best, no,
2: no, best no. Oh, lyricist.
3: Absolutely. We agree there. Yeah. yeah the best
2: lyricist Absolutely. is just not the best. You, you best don't rap spend writer.
1: that degree, that type of money on producers and a project. You don't blow that budget with Lauren Hill and Trackmasters and, and Dre and everybody else to say, oh, he's a great lyricist. If he's just a great lyricist, then why aren't we just buying beats from large professors?
2: That's what I'm saying. What you saying but is that, they fucking tried it and it didn't opinion. work. And it's yeah, true. He was supposed what to be
0: you
3: that was now. the album that was supposed to catapult him yep. as a great rapper, yeah. right? He's supposed to. Blow. So I, I, yeah. I agree with that, but see, but so I love it because the display of lyricism throughout Dwayne the whole beats. album is insane. Yep. As we expect, you know from what I'm saying? saying at that time. Right, I get what you're saying. I get. I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's no they reason should, even. They, should, they, no, they shouldn't even a waste of the money getting the New New York State if right. it wasn't gonna make and him the an biggest incredible rapper.
1: Incredible lyrical album. Right, I feel you. As more of an evolution of him at but that's not what they were gunning for. Nas was gunning to be the top rapper in the game.
2: That's right. You know who well did that? Well, yeah. then that but, was the second time his but limitations were show shown. The
3: limitations. But go ahead. Hey, who, who did it?
2: Steve, <laughs> Steve Stout, <laughs> Steve Stout did that
0: shit.
2: That was Steve, nigga. Steve did that shit. I fought with Steve. I'm a Steve fan, but Steve did that. Steve said, "Yo, you supposed to be bigger than this. You supposed to be." The man said, yeah. "Who's the best MCs? Biggie, yeah. Jay Z, and Nas." Mm-hmm. Right? You supposed to be? Yeah. You supposed? This ain't supposed to be a question. Yeah, that that album.
0: And this, right, and this album right. So you're
2: talking about it. alignment
1: and goals and shit. They went out to but, make a classic, that album. Yep. And that album fell short of Ilmatic.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Right. It was an organic yeah. classic.
2: Because Ilmatic is an why. organic
1: outside right, of Nas's right. natural right. wheelhouse. That is that's, where
3: the limitations of album displayed.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: But that's why. He, right. Right. Yep. But that's the thing. Nas is um, that's the thing. Nas isn't a great rapper. He's a great lyricist. See, Z is a great lyricist, but he's also a very good rapper. Mm-hmm. Big was a great rapper and a great lyricist
2: and a great MC
3: and a great MC. Nas Nas isn't. And so. Nas, but because Nas lyricism is so good, that's why he's mentioned with right. as one of the best. He's the guy he's mentioned with Jay Big and Nas. But if his if his lyricism wasn't that good, yeah, then we probably wouldn't queen, be but... talking about Nas today. If his pen wasn't what it was, yeah, if his because he he's yeah. not good at rapping, I mean, so he has a lot of failed attempts to try to make hits and stuff yeah. like they can't do it.
2: He has more fails than any great rapper in history.
3: Right, yeah. But see, like, but a big, a J, they can easily, they they and can easily across yeah. a variety put on their rapper hats and now, knock it out in the park. From not from
1: yep. track masters, you know what I'm saying, to right. motherfucking Neptunes, the motherfucking no ID. I mean, that's that's where the artistry to me really comes into yep. play. Like yeah, you can write and you can tell a story and you can and you can show right. fiercely intelligent wordplay on the track. But how can you, how do you reconstruct your style to own whatever beat that you hop on? Or yeah, realize that certain though, beats you ain't got no I business think hopping on. You have on. To right, a, a right. large degree of versatility there to make, to make, the, to create the illusion that you could pretty much rap on it, anything. Cause like if you ask me, can Jay Z rap on anything? I'll probably say yes. Yeah. If you yeah, ask me, but if it, if you if you ask me, could Big rap on anything? Right, I probably yeah, I'll
2: say I see. you know, what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So, the the answer is yes. To to the Big Jay Z to Big, you me about Nas? To big no. to, but Nas can't. You understand? And and there's no there's no world in which. Nas can do enough songs where you where he can make you believe it because once he steps outside his comfort zone, he sounds mm-hmm. uncomfortable.
3: He, sa- he sounds like like yeah, all of all of the, all of the times that I know when Nas step outside of the lane of what Nas is good at doing, it sounds like he's outside of his natural element, and it just doesn't come across the same. And it always misses the mark.
2: And that's where marketing promotions come in because they still figure out a way to sell it. So we don't like you owe me wasn't supposed to work. That's ass. Eight. That shit is that shit is yeah. horrible. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> Bad, huh? Bad, man. Bad. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Like he wasn't supposed to try that. You shit.
3: You comes to me, good and terrible.
2: Right? Like that shit is ass. But <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Like so. so let me ask up, you. Going back to your thing, I think that speaks to the. You owe me was
1: ad. Timberland's fault?
2: Yeah.
3: Well, no, no, because that wasn't a full album. There that was just go. a song. That's
2: what I'm talking. He about.
3: didn't turn the full album. There into you go. Timberland. There people to turn the full album into Timberland. That, I mean, didn't even have been to been answer it. You, that's exactly what I
1: was thinking.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, yo, we've been having these conversations for three so, years. So, so,
1: do you? Feel, <laughs> so, what's your I opinion swear. on the production? Yo. On Kanye's production on album.
2: Wow. Okay. Two different okay, I'm gonna answer this question because we're gonna have the beat maker producer no conversation this week also. Right? Yeah.
3: So if you yeah.
2: if you want, you're welcome to yeah, be on it. because we was gonna have that conversation I'm with down. Ruse. So if you if you want, please. You, you okay. But okay. in that situation, I think there's a difference between the beat maker and the producer, right? So the beats he gave Nas. That's it. Fairly decent. Just fairly decent. Right? The production. Yeah. The production that Fairly decent. Like, he didn't get Nas many bangers, yo. He gave Nas a couple joints that I'd be like, oh, he that's did, fucking yeah. crazy. But for Yay,
3: for Yay, it was, t- I, so I, uh, For so Ye I agree, working I
2: feel with
1: feel
3: Nas.
2: Like
1: I feel like yeah, he gave Nas what he felt like Nas needed.
2: Nah. But that's what he fucked up. What he should have done right. was gave Yay what gave Nas <laughs> the of best of Yay. And, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no.
3: He, no, no. he got no. some stuff. I feel like Ye got some stuff that Nas could have could have did what we what we fell in love with Nas for doing Facts. on Illmatic. Facts. Facts. I feel like he could have used the joints and Nas and Nas would have, you know what
2: I mean? But what Kanye went and did is to try- work. I think Kanye tried to create a vibe. Well, Kanye should have just went back and be like, okay, I'm just gonna do Yay and let Nas pick the hottest Yay. You see what I'm saying? But I don't think he did. I think he went in and tried to craft for Nas. And that ain't it it, it didn't come out good to me. It was unexciting. Like it I I would I, I don't to be honest with you.
1: When I listen I don't to that like
2: album it at all.
1: I I mean me personally, and I mean maybe I'm a little biased, which I'm not, because I just I like I said, Ye was a brick to me. Um so I don't put Kanye on this pedestal and be like he can do no mm-hmm. wrong. Um but when I listen to Daytona and I listen to right. how Ye Yay hit the mark on Daytona, I feel like Kanye he gave Nas what he yeah. thought was gonna bring out the best version of Nas. And I mean maybe that is crafting to your point, but I just think that Nas does not have the panache mm-hmm. to deliver on on beats of that of that songs crafted okay. to that caliber
2: see what I'm be, I,
3: but honestly also when you look at the beats that he gave them, don't those aren't like
2: those ain't nas those beats
3: those ain't nas beats but even kanye like i, I mean you, of course you can hear him in the beat right. his style in the beat but what i'm saying is i expect way higher Quality beats than that. Yeah, that shit A.
2: won't fire. It was all right. That like place. it was like I don't know. Like loot one, and if and if like yeah. Now and and this is my thing, right? Even if what you're saying is right, if Kanye cocked back and designed these beats from Nas, and then at the end of the recordings you heard this and thought you had the best product you could have got from Nas, then you're an idiot. You should you should say okay, I fucked up. I probably need to do this again because this ain't the best Nas. This ain't, the, if, if I'm in the studio with Nas, right? Me, there's no way in hell I'm leaving there until I feel like I got shit that's better than what the fuck Premier did okay, on Illmatic. So, so so you, you see this. what I'm saying? Like, that's what I'm trying so to do. So when you
1: talk about a Nas beat, y'all don't think, and I, y'all don't think Cop Shot the Kid
2: is a Nas beat?
1: Oh my God.
2: A bad one. It's a, it's a bad, now nah, it's a beat that nah, shouldn't have picked. Now, now, now let me I tell you something. Me, the record, now, the truth is, not a great I like that song. I just, I just don't, I just don't, I just don't think right. it's a great record if Kanye ain't on it.
3: No, but hold on. No, see, I disagree. Because. The, <laughs> Everything went bad when Nas started, right?
2: <laughs> maybe I got that twisted. Maybe I got that twisted. Maybe yeah, I got, you got that, that twisted. twisted. Maybe I got that twisted. I mean,
3: like,
1: that sounds yes.
3: yes. mm-hmm. it. like a voice of Kanye's like
1: is like I heard the beat, I was like, yo, Nas going to eat that shit.
2: It's bad Nas, bro. Yeah, but it's bad Nas. It's Nas, but it's bad Nas.
3: Yo, you know what? Let me tell you. You know, like, so it was too groovy. For Nas,
2: yes, sir. Nas that groovy. He's not. That could have been a Nas, you know I mean? boom back. How
3: much more boom back, back and It was like it, 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 it was too much swing for Nas. It's too much swing for Nas.
2: Kara's one got more panache and more space, in what he's saying. You see what I'm saying? He he breathes more than Nas. Yeah, I mean, and he and has a more commanding voice. Into the
1: art- artistic limitation. So. I'm looking at here. I'm looking at the, the the song list right now, and everything to me, like that was a fucking layup. How do you fuck that up?
2: Let me pull it up. Shit. What the? Because uh,
3: he not- he's not he ain't a good
2: rapper. Who? Nas?
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: mean, I'm just you Yo, y'all, not gonna do so this, still, so, <laughs> so, <laughs> so,
0: so,
3: <laughs> everything, this shit. everything no, uh, but, not, but, but that's what I'm saying. Like, the easy thing, like, okay, any of the- oh my god, right? Cops shot the kid, big, imagine that, right? Well, that's what I'm
2: saying. Well, we agreed, we agreed that he's not in the same. He's not as talented as Big Jay Z.
3: See, this is what I'm saying. Nas is super great, but he's and that's my favorite MC Mm -hmm. of all time. Like, but what I'm saying is he's super great only in one area. He's real one dimensional. Big J, they're multi dimensional artists that can. They're very. Their flow and their style is very malleable. You can. They can pretty much do whatever they want. Right. NAS can't do that, that and exactly. NAS have never put enough attention and focus on trying to do that. And when that's why, when he does do it, it's always an epic fail.
2: You know, is I think I think the attention is one thing. I just don't think he has the ability. I think he's yeah, tried, that's what I'm saying. He don't have the ability. He's tried it so many times, but I don't. It's it's just not him.
3: Yeah, l- listen. Do you know? Let Let's be clear. You do know that it's a damn problem that we have. We received a Nas Kanye album,
2: and nobody
3: talking about or listening to that shit now.
2: It's because do you
3: understand? We would have never thought. It's because it between them two. But I know. But what I'm saying is, you would have thought before that, right? Mm -hmm. That they was gonna make some great musical masterpiece. These two geniuses, and it didn't. That didn't happen. So what I'm saying, you know, that it's it's a problem.
0: And, and the problem was with
3: the beast fuck, that bro. was chosen, Kanye. Yeah, and, and, and yo, with, nah. you give anybody else everything. Everything is the classic record.
1: All Nazi was not fucking
0: up. <laughs>
2: that's a classic record. Like, yeah, that's a classic. And the, And the simple right. things is fire. You know what I mean? Like Adam and Eve. like These should have been fired. see
3: like Adam and Eve? Adam and Eve was the closest fought. to what you I would say. anas how do you, you tell? You don't Nas? let them
2: out of the studio until they're right. Yeah, but if everything ain't right, Nas, this ain't shit ain't right, right bro. You're not gonna so put this shit out with my name on it, fam. Huh? <laughs> yeah, mean, but you can't man, leave here with it. Then we're not putting it out. Do we not put it out? You gotta come back in here. We are gonna but, correct this right, until it's right.
3: Right, I agree with you. But the other problem is, is Nas. I don't. So give
2: So yay,
3: fuck. yay, yay! Ain't going. He's only going to go so far if, if Nas say Nah. It's straight. Everything good. He ain't going to push him as far as he would push Sean. So what, y'all, Sean. So
2: what y'all? saying is, is Yay ain't me because I would tell Nas, no, Yo, this is right, ass. Right, man. right. Yeah, Nas. He, he ain't going to go that far. Fuck. He probably has multiple fans. Like this ain't good. And multiple verses.
1: But I don't think Jay would Jay would say we're not putting this shit out. Now I will I will agree that Bonjour is ass. Mm-hmm. I give you that. Like that shit was bad. It's like a bad Rick Ross beat. I'm with that shit. Um, but everything else that I, I as I'm going through the the joint, <laughs> it's like, yo, stole from who?
2: You know, it's two beats on here that Jay stole, right? No, atmosphere.
3: Yeah, an unknown dude, pretty much. Oh, well, yeah, man.
2: like I'll send it to you, like and and the cover. He stole the cover from Atmosphere and two and Bonjour is one of them. Yeah, like yep. somebody else did Bonjour and he kind of freaked it over. You know what I mean? Like he stole that shit is nuts too. Yeah, oh. I mean it ain't it ain't like way it's nuts that he did it. Is what I'm saying. But uh. Yeah, this shit. It, I I understand what you're saying, bro. I I I understand what both of y'all are saying. You're not just gonna tell Nas, yo, but you gotta just tell Nas. You see what I'm saying?
3: Yeah, right. But I'm saying that he even. I'm saying that he probably did say something. I'm just saying he probably felt he couldn't go as far. Like if Nas pushed back, like no, no, it's straight. We can go ahead. He's he's gonna let it go. I mean, this I'm, I'm saying he might have said something, but he ain't going to push back yeah. that much is, not is, as nah, much as Nas as much as he would with Big Sean. Sean.
2: I yeah.
1: Seven sequential yep. fucking bricks. <laughs> what can the producer say? <laughs> Yo, yeah. we're not going to
2: that. <laughs> we're not putting it out until you drop better bricks. Turn these bricks to heat rocks, so, so bro. This ain't it. You.
1: So let me ask you: You recorded with Nas? This ain't it, fam. Nas doing the album with you right now. You don't tell this nigga. He like, yo, man, play that shit back.
2: And yeah. he over
1: there, he over there going nuts on the playback. Yeah, because right? I'm so hard. Yes, he gonna yes. eat shit. He nodding his head like, you know that he <laughs> think that shit.
2: fine. Let me tell you, so.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. In 2001 I got pulled outside by Carl Kanai cuz I told him I didn't want I thought that shit was whack anyway. <laughs> I got pulled outside by Carl Kanai, and that nigga told me I think we going to bump heads somewhere down the line. And I was like, "Why?" And he said, "Cuz you told the you told the artist that you thought the idea was whack." And I was like, "I did think the idea was whack." But I tried it. You see what I'm saying? I did my best. I tried it. I tried to make it as me and AK tried to make it as best as we could, and it turned out whack like I thought it was gonna be. So when it was over, I said I thought it was gonna be. I didn't like the idea anyway, but I tried it. I'm gonna tell you. You see what I'm saying? And and we was in there with a, with, with with the, with the lady Bashira. She was singing it, and and I can't sing, but I know damn well you singing this note off key. <laughs> So I'm going to sing it to you. AK done tried to uh, tell you. Now I'm going to sing. If I can sing it, bitch, you can sing it. And you not. And and I got pulled to the side. You see what I'm saying? Like, so I'm going, to I can't, I cannot let this product leave the studio sounding like ass with my name on it. Not 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 if you Nas and I know the world going to hear it. Yeah, you know, Dallas, how many absolutely. times I couldn't be in the studio because niggas was recording ass. I couldn't. I can't. I got to go. I can't do it. So yes, I would have told Nas this ain't good, fam. This don't sound good. I'm not happy with this. And I don't know how you happy with it. I would have played illmatic for that nigga. <laughs> and be like, Yo, listen to this and then listen to this and you tell me. But
1: see, that's what I'm that saying. That these like, shit
2: sound equal. The producer, it's a fucking lie. And that's where
1: the marriage comes into play. Like there has to be some humility from the artist to say, "Hey, bruh, is that shit dope?" Not, "Damn, my shit dope." And I don't, I don't know,
2: If, right. if Nas right. had that relationship with a producer before, I think Nas got it. Mm. Probably not. But what right. I'm saying is, I would have fucked that one up. Before you heard Nasir sounding like this. Nas would have been mad at me, and I'd rather him be mad at me, and then when we both sixty something, <laughs> we going back and he'd be like, "Yo, you right, But dog. I, but I mean, okay, so the other ass.
1: end of the spectrum, <laughs> there are projects that have been completed that will never hear, that will never hit the light of day, because Dre ain't signing off on that shit.
2: Right. Some of that shit right. ass, but yeah. to some you, of that shit is fire. Is some some of that
1: shit ass, ass, though. Cocaine heat rocks in that motherfucker. Damn drip. Yeah, ninety percent of
2: that there. shit fire. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Facts. I say probably eighty to ninety percent of that shit fire. I agree with that. I ain't, that, you know, <laughs> but the, the problem is I haven't heard it. Oh. This shit I heard, and it ain't, and it ain't. <laughs> That's the thing, like the Dre stuff. i I can imagine that it's gonna be fire, but and I think with Dre, I think he make fire because it's in, it's on his heart. But I I think he can. He's had has that ability to make the music and then take I a step back and realize and, and see if it's viable in the market. About the vision, I think
1: yeah. it has. I think Dre, when it comes across his ear, it has to have commercial viability for him to even consider it. I think that's why we never heard of Rakim album. I think the Rakim album was probably some of the mm. greatest lyrical shit you ever heard, because you know Rakim was going fucking <laughs> shit on Dre Beats, right? We all know that, like, but there was no commercial viability. Yeah. It would have been Nasir. Nice yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: None <laughs> at all. I can tell you that. None. Y'all niggas laughing at the,
0: at the thought of Rakim album. This shit. Been- <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, nah, yo, but that's no, because it, you don't know how many times that album has come up on episodes. He <laughs> he hate that oh, album, yeah. yo. Yeah. Alan can't stand that album, not 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 that album, but the 18th letter. So, so he like that should have never came out. So, he you know, he don't want the with Dre to come out. So, it's funny every time Rakim come up, Rakim's later career come up, it's a laughing point. So, I'm sorry, but yeah, yeah. you're right. You're right. It wasn't never going to see the light of day because Dre was like, oh, no, ain't nobody buying this.
1: Made this is a... Yeah, you're stupid. right.
2: But Busta made it out. Shout out, Ruse. Nigga. Shout out, Ruse. Shout out, Ruse. Nigga had a co-production from Dr. Dre with Stevie Wonder playing harmonica and singing. Uh, Stevie Wonder was featured on a Jeruse production. Yeah. That's all you really got to say right there. But uh I you know, I think you're right. I, I you know <sighs> about Kanye not saying <laughs> yo, bro. And then two, and then too I think we need to do it though, as, as, as I can see Kanye. The not artistic not doing that. side of his production. Me personally though.
1: I know when he picked them beats for Nas and structured those songs with Dream and everybody else, I know he was like, Man, this is gonna be the best Nas ever. He probably didn't have a pivot after that. Yeah,
2: that's that's Kanye's ego.
3: Yeah, that was... Right. But see, the problem... You know what? Uh, At least on the production side, which I think would have led to a whole better album, is what happened was, remember, uh, because Push told us, he went to Wyoming, he had this freaking truck where he had bought all these records Mm -hmm. and he was just going through... He made all new stuff for all them albums that came out, made all new stuff, which it sounds different than any of that. All of those beats for all those albums sound different than anything he had done previously. What he should have given Nas was stuff that okay. he'd done previously. Come on
2: with it. Like I said, he let me pick shit, from though. the best of Yay.
3: Because cause that new stuff he made was good. Dookie? And Pussy T is such a good rapper. Like Daytona is just a dope album, and he had the right beats for him.
2: Daytona was but finished even, before before Ye got hold to it too,
3: right? But right, it was, and, and then they
2: told him, then oh, he came back I in and mm-hmm. created music for that. You see, what right. I'm saying, but the songs were created. Yeah, the song Daytona was pretty much finished. Yeah, and it was a he, finished album. It was a finished and album. He said, then he let he, Ye Ye hear he
3: could do it hotter right So he wanted to do the beats
2: right so the album was done so that's why the songs that's why daytona is the most cohesive project out of all of the ones all all of the five that came out during that summer yeah so because daytona was done and and yay reproduced it he basically remixed the album so and
3: and and pusher is even the beats that may not be the best kanye beats on Daytona, although most of it's pretty good to me. It's, I like prob- it. it's really only right?
2: one that ain't like a fire right. beat. But
3: because Push is a good rapper, you even like that. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And so that's the thing that Nas can't do. Like, like he can't he can't receive a beat and it not be in his lane. Um, and it not be good, and he can still make a good good song.
2: Yeah. The the, the thing about this album here, I I, I partly agree with what you're saying because I think I think he can. He just got to be, the beat got to be really simple. He got to be rapping his ass off. You see what I'm saying? But if it's like an intricate beat and that I don't like, he's not going to make me like it. But if it's a simple-ass beat, he can, he, can, he can get me there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I think with this, is the, the problem is, <clears throat> Nas is not, these these beats, I'm sorry, these songs on this album sound like Nas lyrics were placed on the beats. Yeah,
3: that's
2: it what does I'm not, saying. It, it, there's not one song on this album where the entire song sounds like Nas rapped over the beat. In my opinion, Kanye was fucking with this album. I ain't never heard Nas rap off beat. Not yeah. as many times as I have on this right. album. Mm-hmm. So in my opinion, Kanye messed with, with the placement of these verses. He played with this album because Nas is not even on beat. <laughs> this is a bad Nas album. And it's Kanye's fault. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like... Like I I get it, like I I understand all those other variables that we talked about, and if all those, if everything else we said that that you know what I mean, if I agree with everything else you said, Dallas, cool. But the fact that Nas ain't even on beat on this album can't be Nas' fault, cause Nas ain't on beat on no I other mean, album. I,
1: just, I mean my my only thing is this, man. Like when it comes to Nas and <laughs> <I'm not wearing laughs> The album, the only time that he's done it is by accident, and that was Illmatic. Illmatic, he went in the booth to record the album. Mm. He least knew what he was doing. He went, well, he, on, he, he went that, to that was the, the album. He least knew what he a was fucking doing. Grand Slam.
0: Yeah,
2: you proving my I point.
1: Do you really think that... Because he least knew what he was, was doing, it was in the producer's hand That they made the records?
2: Yeah. But Nas's lyrics... They didn't right. take his beats, Nas they didn't Nas take said. his verses and move them, is what I'm saying. He rapped on beats. <laughs> they... Like,
1: his lyrics on Bajor. Yeah, they <laughs> ass, bro.
0: Yes, yes, very yes, very yes, bad.
2: yes, yes, yes. His it's lyrics... Very bad. His lyrics are bad. Yes, his lyrics are bad. But what I'm saying is, this is me. Now, I don't, I don't know about the rest of the world, right? But if Nas' lyrics are said correctly, I don't really give a fuck what he's saying. Do you understand what I'm saying? I do care because he said some wild shit. But if he says it correctly, I don't have to care as much. This ain't even correctly said. These verses ain't even in the right fucking place. For it to be Nas, I can't even listen to this. Like, it sounds like Nas. It's Nas's voice, but this Nas wouldn't have said that. Nas wouldn't, even, he might have said it, but he wouldn't have put that there.
0: So these songs, these songs songs are, are out of order. They're out of
2: order. That's Yay.
0: Man, Yay.
1: Man, i I was Hell to that yeah. album because I don't
2: try to 100%. Like... 100%. Like... <laughs> You <laughs>
3: can stop trying.
2: <laughs>
1: that ain't never gonna <laughs> I mean, happen.
3: No, nah, that's your ass. We
2: seen it perform. That's your live, and it's worse.
1: Right. <laughs> I get Nas trying too hard.
2: Really? I get place versus <laughs> God, they're consp- they're Maybe it's both.
1: It's goddamn.
2: Wow. <laughs> Super the super suck. <laughs> that shit super suck. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay, okay. Enough now slander, enough yet slander. Yo, before we get out of here, I just need you two niggas. I'ma step back, but I need you two niggas to discuss oh my god. Hey, bro. uh the the ab lava and spade album.
3: Bro. Oh my god. Ablo, yo
1: <laughs> it's incredible. Glory
3: is one of my favorite. It's incredible. Hear me is one of my favorite albums. <laughs> incredible. The display of living, and I'm so happy that Ab Lava Pin is still up, and Spado Pin is still up. Like most of the other people from their era, when they come out, you hear about a new album coming out, and I ain't going front. I I had it was a little yeah. trepidation on my part, like, yo, man, I hope this album ain't whack, man. <laughs> right. Because a lot of times people from that from that era when they've tried to put out new music now, like it, it just don't measure up. It don't sound good. Yeah. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But that album, that should be studied. That's how you make an album. That's how an album is to be made. I love the like they 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 pretty much um have a concept running all the in uh, all the interludes mm-hmm. connect to like previous ones that help tell the overall story, which is you know glory but mm-hmm. I, I, I man i I love everything i I love everything about the album I love the production, I love the song concepts I think everything that's another thing that make the album good, the highs and the lows everything is perfectly balanced to me, mm-hmm. like no track. It's not like too fast, super up-tempo tracks, back-to-back. Everything, the highs and the lows is per- is perfectly placed. I think it's a well-done album and like very, very...
1: It's arranged Absolutely. well. I, I think, it's a well-arranged I think
3: album. Yeah. And it makes it album, more enjoyable. To, to your
2: point. It's definitely unsung. You know,
1: even further yeah. accentuates how how well put together the project is. I think that one of the things that really, you know, you talk about you know, an era of niggas dropping Mm -hmm. some new shit. I think, you know, the the most valuable A&R in any studio on any album is the artist himself. Because if the artist can't pick the right beat, nothing else matters. And them niggas Mm -hmm. pick all the right beats. Them niggas, them niggas, not only picked the right beats, but they got the right features. Oh and for God. them to not yeah, be on yeah. the label, it really lends me to say, like, this is what, and I and I know Av Lava has an obsession with jay I Um, I think this is what Av Lava wanted to hear from Hove. So I think that was his that was his benchmark. Like, if Jay-Z, if I would have mm. Jay Z do an album <laughs> the way That's I want point. it done, what would that shit sound like? Cause that's what it feels like to me. It is very, it is very, very reasonable doubtish. Yeah,
3: mm-hmm. but I can
1: see that. Absolutely It does. It does. I don't think they went to anybody and said, "I want a reasonable doubt beat." Yeah, uh-huh. But when mm-hmm. they heard the beat, it gave them that feeling. Right. So once again, they were they were merchants of an emotion. Yeah. They were merchants yeah. of this feeling yep. of what does what what does that classic fucking hustler dope boy shit sound like and that's one thing about, about Ab Lava and Abe knows me and he knows I've been obsessed with this dude for a real real long time <laughs> I've been running around with the Ab Lava <laughs> flag forever like yo that was part I of my two or three minute synopsis of you. he's on my fucking <laughs> record like yo like but
2: since Rio game. real game
1: to be able to yep. to deliver like you yes said, trepidation. Like, this shit might be whack. It might be a fucking brick. But it reminds me, and it feels like when Fat Joe went back to the lab on that, the dark side right. shit. Like, I'm gonna lock in with a hot motherfucker who, who knows what I need. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna lock in with motherfuckers who make beats, who, who understand what my era is, but they're gonna make it, they're gonna modernize it. They're gonna use new drums and new chops and but it's going to be the same shit. And like, like, like Fat Joe really had a rebirth because he was doing these mm-hmm. overproduced kind of bubblegum albums. I mean, even the street shit was a little bubblegum. And when he went back to there's a dark side, the dark side shit, yeah. like it was the, it was the fat mm-hmm. Joe that me personally that I wanted to hear in this. and And glory gives me that same type of, it puts me in that same bracket. You know what I'm saying?
2: yeah it's back back to crack yeah 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 absolutely absolutely Gl- glory was a a, <laughs> a, a a, it was way more than a breath of fresh air yeah it was uh yeah one of them things where like it's it's like i'm glad niggas from that from that time it's it's doing it right it's like a it's like a uh you know how they do companion podcasts with like it might have a show on HBO, then they do a podcast yeah. with it. Glory was like a companion podcast to Capo for some reason to me. Mm, thanks, yeah. You see what I'm yeah. saying? Like it was it was that zone from from completely different people just to let me know this vibe and this energy is alive and hip hop.
3: Right, right. And, and the
2: songs gave me everything I needed. You know what I mean? Yeah. From 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 song to song, it was that feeling that you was talking about.
3: Right. And and this album just reconfirmed what I always thought and said Absolutely. Ab Lava that's, that's is not even... one of, he has one of the best. And, and it's
1: interesting like when we talk about oh, yeah. a game like you know Ab Lava something else. For Ab Lava to not be celebrated in, outside of of podcasts and chat rooms and you know and right. drunk conversations between studio niggas. Um I mean, <laughs> I mean, like <laughs>
2: it's, it's, that's it's, a good it's podcast, saying, man. Like, the, yeah,
1: because <laughs> everybody talk about bars and whack bars, and you know, motherfuckers be like your blue face whack or whatever. But when a motherfucker be dope, like it's not even discussed. Like Ab Lava is is a you know he's a he yo this motherfucker right. that's, that's like. True.
0: Two off moves,
1: like he true. he's on his fucking heels. If you give Ab Lava a budget, I really believe he delivers. You know, in that weight class mm-hmm. of 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 the greats, um, but, because he studies them. I mean, you don't listen to an Ab Lava project that he's on. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Big reference. You don't. Mm-hmm. And it and it ain't lip service. He studies the motherfuckers. And to be honest, right. you know nah. Pusher studies them. There. You not and I feel like that's what's helped carry him as well. Now, Pusher ain't yeah, there. yeah, yeah, But none of am I'm right there with you. But so that's Pusha why they crazy together
3: sound so good. Like, go Pusha ahead. Like not the
1: nice is one in, on the crew. Is it, is an animal. Yeah, mm-hmm. is a fucking mm-hmm.
2: animal. Cause, but, cause, Sam, but, man, but, but I mean, I was talking canna.
1: about
2: Malice. Hey yo. Malice was running. I mean,
1: I felt like I felt like Malice was okay. Uh, see, I see. I like. I, mean, I like, as far I like as Pushy like, like yo, he, he like had a lot of last verses because I feel like Pusher didn't want to rap after him. Um. <clears throat> yeah, but I, uh, I mean, if Lil Brother was dude, then. Little brother, that's big brother.
2: Little brother, I mean,
1: I just think that 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 is one of the one of the dopest. I mean, I won't call them a conglomerate, but I mean, one of the dopest groups of MCs assembled. Like, like everybody could hold their own, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Yeah, real, yeah, you talking
2: about real, yeah, real. We need to do a whole show, We we do. Because people don't know. You know how many people don't know about Re-Up Game, yo? That's crazy. I've played play Re-Up Game for mad motherfuckers That's that crazy. have no clue that shit even exists. Niggas don't know Sandman, bro. It's, it's fucking. Because <laughs> people should know this shit. Like We really need to put people on to that because there's a lot of people that don't really that just got lost in that shuffle when, when everything went from job to Whatever the fuck really happened. Uh all right, yeah. I got one more question. Uh Dallas, have you have you heard of Stove God Cooks? <laughs> Nigga. Oh. Do reasonable me a favor. I mean, I, go I listen my, to Stove God Cooks. Right now. The, the man, name man, of the album, album is Reasonable shit. Drought. Yeah. Oops. Yeah. <laughs> Stone God Cooks That shit make you laugh Just think about right. Stove My bad You gonna love this shit Okay Stove Yeah Stove God Cooks His Instagram is God Cooks
0: <laughs>
2: Come on with it Yo He's like what Rock he from, uh, The rapper, album is produced right? by Mark Rossiano, Uh Rock Marciano I said that right, right Yeah Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. He from Syracuse. Yeah, he's still, he's still a, rapper. a rapper. He dropped
3: the album yeah. uh, last year too. Mm-hmm.
2: He's still a rapper, but he made his own beats, right? So he did this dude's album, nigga. Yeah, I'm
1: gonna sink my teeth in this. It's a, what it's a, a this shit talking
2: about it's an adventure.
1: Yeah, I got I got it up right now.
2: Yeah, you're gonna enjoy it too. Yes, uh, I can't wait. I just wanted to, you know, what I mean, we, we went from glory to that, and I think that's a good transition. Hey, yeah, I mean, you think, know, so I'm great. great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, don't, nah, nah, don't, don't get feel. me wrong, he's no ab but he can spit, right? Yeah, this nigga can spit, and it
0: feels
3: cool. Yeah, and and it's um, now, now he got some stuff like, yo, listen. This is what I, I, literally. I was listening to this album today, right? And Work. I was gonna call you, Abe, and tell you this line. He said, "He said, my little nigga. He said, my little nigga drumming like he Tommy Lee. He might leave your whole crew. That's fine with me. Yeah, he be saying some yo, wild yeah. stuff. Like, wait a minute. Like when you <laughs> Do you know the to entendre
2: it? on that well, might leave, leave your whole might crew. leave like, your whole right. Crew. Wait,
3: crew. Like, yeah,
2: saying, Motley Crew." Yeah, he full of those. Yeah, he got those right. Yeah, he. But but the drug references, he he full of those. But the drug references be on point,
3: be on point. Syracuse, uh, there you go. Yeah, so upstate upstate New York is popping between Griselda movement. Stove got cooks in Syracuse, like Buffalo and Syracuse is
2: popping. Yeah, as far as hip hop right now, this is where it's at. They doing more traditional hip hop, better traditional the hip-hop than the city than the city, right? For sure. The city caught up. Yeah, they caught are. up in the south and drill. Yeah. Okay. All right.
1: I don't even know uh, what that Brooklyn is, drill. Bro.
2: How you feel about that? Oh, I mean, to me, I no, mean, I'm talking it's, about it's, the, the style of music, like Brooklyn drill music.
1: I don't, I don't dislike it. Um, it's just more of a, I mean, when it's well executed, it's well executed. You know what I'm saying? Like. And that's, mm-hmm. that's, that's kind of where it falls. I mean, I mean, like, even me, like, I listen to, I mean, just as mm-hmm. far as my personal diversity and what I listen to. You know, I was on the Black Keys a long time ago, but there's a lot of shit that in that same lane I don't listen to just because it's not well executed. To me, it's just all about the zone. Mm-hmm. Like, is it authentic? Is motherfucker delivering? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's kind of where I land. Um
0: yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I feel you. I yeah. feel you. I just felt like it was a a new little movement coming, so I ain't know, you know what I mean? Like it's it's trendy is what yeah. it is. It's trendy. I don't think it's gonna last. I think it probably would have lasted a little longer had Pop Smoke survived.
3: Yeah. Who but, is um God, what's this guy? Fabio Forn.
2: Yeah, Fabio Forn. Yeah. Five yeah, he the He do now that Pop Smoke is gone, right? But he was he was actually popping. With yeah, he was popping. So and I mean, know, that's, yeah, that's right. what like him know, passing, space because he was already subsets popping
1: subsets of, of the culture. But like, you know, when when you're talking about, you know, how some of these, like, you know, you call it mumble rap or whatever, but like, there's some mumble rap artists that I absolutely like enjoy. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I'd be like, damn, yo, there's mumble rap and that shit pissed me off. But if it's well executed and it's authentic, then I fuck with it. Like, I love Playboy Cardi. Like, I I fucking love Playboy Cardi. And I mean, as much as sometimes I don't want to love his music, I fucking love his shit. Like, Mm. that shit feel like juvenile to me. Like, it feels like fucking that, that, that marriage between artist and producer and we don't give a fuck with everybody else sound like, life, but this is what we have with it. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, as, as the sub-genres develop, I mean, I think it always, the, you always mm-hmm. got to tip your hat to the originators mm-hmm. of the style because they're going to be the motherfuckers that own it.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Hey,
3: just yeah. on the side, just a side note real quick. On the um, stove, God cooks. Still, you know, this is kind. Of, it is kind of crazy, but I, I get it. But Buster Rhymes, right on his IG, he has Stove God Cooks album cover for his picture. Really? Yeah. And under Hello? under his name, right, it says brand new yeah. Stove God Cooks debut album, Reasonable Drought, yeah, produced by Rock Marciano, streaming everywhere right now. I just thought that was crazy. That just the big push. For a stove god,
2: that makes me want to know if stove god is somehow affiliated. You said Rob Marciona was with uh, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. That, that's that,
0: Buster that, Man, yeah.
2: That does it, then that's it, right? Yep. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah, yep. I'm glad he's getting the um, he's getting the push though,
3: right? Because like, we, we talked, to, cause yeah, we actually mentioned that earlier, like the ones a lot of the ones who should have gotten a look haven't, so I'm happy that he is getting yeah, that type of look.
2: That's true, and I've seen him popping up like uh, old boy Sean Book. He posts Stove God like once a week. A word? Mm-hmm. Okay. That's and funny. every time he do it, I make sure to comment on it because it's like, I'm I'm happy to see people rocking with him, yeah, growing, yeah. like the word of mouth growing for, for old boy. Like, he deserve it.
1: Yeah, definitely.
2: He deserve it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's dope that you know, it's crazy to think of an underground hip hop culture of mainstream artists, mm. artists that used to have major deals. Um, but that's just that just comes with the growth of the genre and the and, and the growth of the of the subset of hip hop. I mean, you're gonna have chambers and branches and fucking and and caves and all types of shit. The larger it grows, and I mean, as much as sometimes we we lament the changes that are happening, we really should be celebrating, I feel like,
0: mm-hmm. because
1: for for artists to be underground, that means that there's enough of a mainstream that makes the underground defined. And being that hip hop has grown to this point, I mean, the, the crazy thing about hip hop is most, most musical waves last about 10 years I mean, hip-hop has been dominant for the last 30. <laughs> and, that's, and that is fucking crazy because normally the cycles get shorter as you move forward in history as far as revolutions and shit like that. But hip-hop has kind of reset the clock and it ain't slowing down no time soon. I mean, um, it's just, once again, you know, we started with the whole, you know, we selling culture um, and, you know, it's our responsibility to monetize it. But our culture is so valuable when you look at the impact that it has on American culture and influence. And, you know, and, and on a global level, I mean, I think it's I think it's real dope that one of the problems that we have is incredibly great artists are considered underground. I mean, because mm. we could not be talking about shit at all facts. That's yeah. true.
2: That's true. That's an absolute truth, you know and in that's a it's a truth that we at that point, and it's also something to say that it gives us an idea how far we got to go
0: mhm absolutely
2: you know what I mean, like we've made it to a certain point, we've made it further than the like I think this is something you bring up a lot Alan, over the series of us doing this podcast is people thought this was a fad people thought it wasn't going to last like as a genre yeah mm
0: mm-hmm.
2: but we here now is as, as as every every single thing you see on TV I don't from sports center to uh good morning america has has, has been shined through the lens of hip hop mm mm-hmm. um I think we come to this point and we can't allow ourselves to lose control or further lose control. We gotta, we gotta figure out a way to regain control. Um, of what the outside sees as hip hop and what we present as hip hop. Right.
1: Well, I I think the control comes from, comes from the financial Mm-hmm. the financial stability. And I think when you have people that progress, like a Jay-Z, perfect example from progress from I'm trying to get in the game. Now I'm in the game to now I own outlets and I can push what I want to push. It, mm. the, the spoils go to the victor. you know what I'm saying? And if, right. And if we want to, if we want to have the control or, or, have more influence, Let me. I think that's a better way to put it. That's
2: absolutely big, on, way
1: to put on it. what hip-hop should be because I think everybody should be able to create. I think everybody should be able to, to express themselves in a genre, whether they're white, purple, green, whatever, in the way that they see fit. But when you talk about, you know, having more influence, that comes on us. If we ain't making no money, we can't control ourselves. So, mm-hmm. like, so, like, you know, talking about me, you know, I think North Carolina sounds a certain way that's not being currently represented in the game, right? So, if that's mm. how I feel, if I don't find a way to to make that happen in a lucrative manner, how much complaining can I do?
2: Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. All right.
1: Because North Carolina, I hear in the club, don't sound like what I hear. Mm. And I felt like that for years. Like that's not a new thing. That's a that's a old thing.
2: Yeah, that's the thing, and I don't I shit you I don't even know what the fuck North Carolina sounds like. I mean exactly. So it's a melting so, to me it's a melting pot. So I don't know what the sound of North Carolina should be.
1: Yeah, the sound of North Carolina is a dinosaur roar. Mm. People think they know what it sounds like, but ain't nobody never heard so before.
2: Come on, com.
1: Did you hear that shit? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we, we all think we know, but nobody's ever heard it. We, we haven't had a sound yeah. that was intrinsically ours that was bubbling within our culture before anybody else heard it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that just goes back to the point of, I mean, at the end of the day, Life is a fucking game, and money is how we keep score. Mm. And if we want to win the game, we gotta put more points on the scoreboard. We have to monetize this art in a constructive, productive way. Um, build careers and 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 change what the game is 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 currently like. And if we don't do that, then it's my fault. It's your fault. It's Allen's fault. Is is. It's Jeru's fault. It's small world fault. It's it's the radio station. It's Brian Dawson's fault. It's,
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's Nikki Nicole's fault it's
2: everybody's mm-hmm. fault. It's all it's all our fault. Yep, you're right. And that's exactly that is a good point right there. Cause that's exactly what I feel. That's exactly what I feel. Like we have a responsibility to at least have these conversations to figure out what it is that we can do. What are we willing to do together? What can we do together? Mm-hmm. You know, we might not all have the same idea. We might not all be on the same page, but we all have an ability. And yeah. we got to figure out how to combine those abilities to, to help. I mean, right. Bro, it is 1256. I'm at 9%. Yo. Yo, we be some as hell. I'm on nine percent. But um <laughs> <laughs> but we we started this recording at eight thirty eight thirty-five. So we recorded what four hours of content. So I think we've covered quite a bit. We're not even close to finished. Right. So we definitely gonna have more of this conversation. This is good. Uh I've enjoyed myself immensely.
1: Hey, I've definitely too. enjoyed you guys too. I mean, I mean, to to have a, a platform where our culture is celebrated and debated and dissected and put back together. And I think the most important component is we can dream together on what we want the future to be. I think that's that's one of the most valuable things that can come from this. And you know, to anybody listening, you know you know, we greatly appreciate you taking the time to, to rock with us. Um, you know, it's a crazy time right now. Um, but I, but I also believe strongly that what to come is better than what has passed. And the only way that we make that happen is together by, by figuring out, you know, what we want to accomplish and, and working with and through people to make that happen. So, I mean, y'all's podcast is a, is a beautiful example of that. Um, I really, really appreciate, and I'm humbled by the opportunity, fellas. Man. Thank you for being on the show, man,
3: and sharing your wisdom (laughs) with
0: us.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I I, I, I learned a lot, and I absolutely love your perspective on music and the creative process. I enjoy it, like. I enjoyed
2: it. I can hear it in his voice, yo. I told you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I told him. I told him, yo. You something else. Um, yeah. Yo, I appreciate you, bro, and I love you, dog. Yeah, you too, um, bro. For sure. Uh, and I appreciate you, too, Alan, man, for rocking with me for these three. Man, we're going to keep it popping. We're going to do some yeah. big things out here, yo. Uh, I'm not even going to go through the whole spiel. I think y'all know if y'all heard enough of them because we done been here for, what, five hours, four hours? <laughs> um, so I'm not going to ask y'all to follow us on Facebook Faith, damn I'm not going to ask y'all to follow us on, on Facebook and Instagram I'm not going to ask you to uh, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts Stitcher, Spotify, and Anchor I'm not going to ask you to rate the podcast I'm not going to ask you to share it I'm not going to ask you to comment I'm not going to ask you to stay tuned for the limited edition Futane Clan merch because you know it's coming what I am going to say though is thank you, Dallas, for coming through and having this conversation with us. We will continue this joint. I appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. Hey, man, it's my pleasure. For sure. Uh, with that being said, I'm Jonna.
3: I'm Alan. This was not a podcast about classical music.
2: <laughs> Absolutely was not. This was a podcast about hip-hop.
0: Make room for the tag. Conversate for a few. sake
1: for a few. Hustle. Welcome Please listen
2: to this podcast, please listen to this podcast, please listen to this podcast, please listen to this podcast. To this podcast. A DJ,
1: Conversate for a few.